The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Fanny. Back and back and back and back and back in. While we're playing a maudlin, slightly depressing, yet ever so beautiful Beach Boy song that you've never heard before. Well, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Tonight, 
Tonight, I thought we would um, um, deconstruct and analyse England's performance against you now. Jesus, you must be joking. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing on, on uh, like, 18 feet away from us. That's what they are doing now. If you want to... Um, oh, Jesus. If you want to go and deconstruct... The um uh, the football match. If you want to talk about the football match that finished an hour ago, then please, for all that is holy, go and listen to um our. I say I say our sister station. It's more like our Randy Uncle station, Talk Sport. Because I mean, this is let's let's go there. Let's go there live. And the first time. Oh, that's, an, that's, uh, that's an advert with that French dude from um, who's always on everything. His time will come. His time will come. Mark my words. If you want to go and talk about VAR and um, the goal line technology and Harry Kane and uh, penalties that um, should have been... And all of that rubbish, if you want to talk about that, then please, I beg of thee... Go to um, go to Talk Sport, where you can um, y- you can listen to two people whose uh, IQ has been scientifically proven to be five points less than that of a, a, a chimpanzee, um, and you will be able to. It's not it's not a penalty for me. And go. then you go to the other end. Harry Kane could have had two. We could have won that game. It, you d- you the, did win it. The most disappointing part is that we didn't take a chance in open play. You won it two one. That, that's that's a little yep. bit of a concern. You won it two one. That we don't. You won it. Off good chances. Not you won it. Chances, Not you, Jason. Chances. You didn't play for England, but you won it. We could have won that game. You won it. Winning at half time. You won it. No one. Which means we could have won it. You won it. So we didn't get the rub of the green, but we hung in. The rub of the green. What the hell does that mean? And that's where we struggle. The rub of the green is a snooker reference, isn't it? Is because the deeper you go into competitions, footballers going deep. Never heard of that before. You won't come across across. You won it two one. What is the problem? Why can't you go? Hey, first game of the tournament, we won it two one. That was all right. Let's phone up and have a laugh instead. I think it's slightly different to the the vast majority of other games going deeper into the competition. Has your view changed on England after tonight's ninety minutes? Who cares? Seriously, who gives a flying fig? Who cares? Who they look at? Listen to these two. Activity. Um, there's the uh, movement, the pace. Movement. You think we can win the World Cup? I think we can. Oh, I don't think but... we will, but I think we can. Right. Well, what, does, what does that mean? Do you think we'll win the World Cup? I think we can. I don't think we will, but I think we can. Seriously, three hours of idiots contradicting themselves, joined in by drunk idiots who can barely string a sentence together, who, who barely know the phone number because they often phone this show up by mistake. Three hours of that rubbish for a football match that just happened. We've got another month of this. Flipping heck. Dear God, knock us out of the first, knock me out for the next month while this utter, utter farce of manhood and masculinity. Because those are the people that are getting really, really anal about it. I know women enjoy football. I'm not for a second saying that women don't enjoy football. But I would suspect, correct me if I'm wrong, sisters, I would suspect that the majority of female fans are not going, well, you know, um, here's the thing. What, what they, in the 27th minute, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? 
Let's ask Nick if Nick... Nick, do you care? Hello? Thanks. See, Nick doesn't care. Let's try Wasim. Do you care? Man, I couldn't give a flying... <clears throat> OK, that's Wasim. He's trying to be funny. Alan, do you care? Couldn't give a monkey. There we go! So the reason we're playing a Maudlin Beach Boys song at the start of the show is because Catherine and I went and saw the Beach Boys. I say the Beach Boys. It's Mike Loves Beach Boys. It's one original Beach Boy and one who joined in 1965, then left in 1972, then rejoined in 1979. I consider Bruce Johnston to be a Beach Boy. He also write, wrote, I write the songs for Barry Manlow. And, um, and Bruce wrote that song, beautiful song, Disney Girls, from the 1971 album Surf's Up, right? And Catherine and I went to this Beach Boys show at Hampton Court. And thank you to my friend Sue Harris, who manages Sparks. Oh, yeah. She got me a couple of tickets. She said, first of all, I didn't know if I had one or two tickets. And then on the Friday, she said, there are two tickets for you on the door. Beautiful. So I asked my sister. My sister couldn't come. It was Saturday night. My sister couldn't come. So I asked Catherine. Catherine could come. So we went to Hampton Court. We had a picnic. We took a picnic blanket. And I bought some some bits and pieces from Tesco, nothing fancy. And we sat and we had a picnic. But we went and collected our tickets, right, at the door, at the door. He got, the, got some tickets for Ian Lee. And then this guy had four piles of tickets in front of him. But each pile had eight envelopes in. And he said, who, who got you the tickets? I said, oh, I'm not totally sure. He said, oh, it's just I've got these four piles to sort through. It'd be quicker if you tell me so I know which pile to go for. And I said, under my breath, but actually not that much under my breath. There's not many in those piles. Anyway, he gave us the tickets and he gave us this little um, badge. He said, stick that badge on. So I put it on my, my trousers. Kath put it on her blouse. And we went and we went and sat down. We had a picnic and we're there. And one of the, the stewards comes up and says, oh, don't forget, if you've got that badge, you can go to the meet and greet at eight. We went the what? She said, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the VIP badge. That'll get you to the meet and greet. If you go up there, turn right, there's a gate, a security will meet you, and you can go to the meet and greet. Me and Catherine went, flipping heck. We thought we'd just have free tickets. Beautiful. So we finished our picnic a little bit late, about quarter past eight, because we're cool like that, and we didn't expect anything. And we, we wandered through beautiful Hampton Court and we went and stood at the gate and a security guard came out and he looked at us and he went, yeah, if you just go straight down there and another security guard will meet you. So we went straight down there and we were met by not a security guard, but a loud American lady. If you've seen the film Spinal Tap, is it Bobby Fleckman, their manager or their PR person in, in America? She was very like that, loud, and she told me off. Oh, you're Ian Lee. Yeah, we don't want any journalists in tonight. No journalists, just fans. And I went, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm here as a fan. Okay. No, we don't want any journalists in there. I said, well, I'm just in there as a fan. And so me and Catherine walked into this beautiful little side house of Hampton Court. And we sort of walked through. And we walked in. We found ourselves in this room, quite a small room with two sofas and 15, 16 people. But everyone was standing. So we walked in, we had a big old bag full of picnic stuff. And I went, there's a sofa there, should we go and sit on the sofa? So we had to squeeze past everybody and right in the middle of the room, me and Kath just sat on the sofa, not knowing what we were there for or what was going to happen. Right? And I love the Beach Boys. I've loved the Beach Boys since I was 13 years old. I've seen them live maybe 10, t- well, probably more than 10 times if you include Brian Wilson solo. I love the Beach Boys, right? 
and I've met Brian Wilson, I've met Mike Love, and I've had Al Jardine be rude to me at LA Airport so he can get stuffed. So we're sat there, sort of marvelling at all of God's creatures that were in there. And then suddenly, I looked up, and there's Bruce Johnston of the Beach Boys. He's in there. Now, bear in mind, this guy is a god to me. This guy produced the 1979 disco track, Here Comes the Night, and the entire 1979 album, L.A., which is one of my favourite Beach Boys albums. Oh, yeah. Go and listen to Baby Blue. Go and listen to um, uh, Going South. Go and listen to... What's the other, Dennis? Baby Blue. uh, Going South. Oh, Angel Come Home. Go and listen to those, right? They are some of the best Beach Boys tracks that no one one has ever heard of. Bruce Johnston has produced them. And suddenly Bruce Johnston is in this tiny room. And I started giggling. I couldn't stop laughing. It was like a real nervous reaction. I just started laughing and I couldn't stop. (laughs) And I'm pointing and it's Bruce Johnston giggling like a, 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 a drug addict who's just seen his dealer. I was giggling. <laughs> and then, and then, this is the amazing thing. Then he walks over to me. He went, was talking to some hot young women. And then he walked over to me and Catherine. He went, hi, I'm Bruce. Pleased to meet you. Oh! <laughs> so I stood up. We both stood up. And obviously, he, he was, he, he, you know, fair play. He's an old... Californian rock star from the 60s and 70s. His eyes were all over Catherine. You were looking fine that night. I can't deny it. His, he couldn't give a stuff about me. And I put my hand out. I went, Bruce, man. Ah, oh, jeez. Oh, ah, whoa. I got to say, I couldn't, I got to say, I love you. And he went, oh, nice to meet you. And what's your name, young lady? And he was all over Catherine. And he chatted to us for two minutes. He schmoozed. And then he saw someone else with, I got to go enjoy the show. And then we got a picture a bit later on. And the whole time, I'm just giggling like a lunatic. Now, if the, if that had been all we'd got, I'd have quite happily gone home then. I'd go, oh, I've had a lovely picnic at Hampton Court. And I've met Bruce Johnson. But then we got to see the concert. We were sat there watching the concert. It was fantastic. So, here's kind of what I want to do, because it ties in a bit, and this is going to be a tough one. I'm not expecting loads of phone calls on this, so you can, the usual stuff, you can call in about other bits and pieces. I want to know about, well, let me tell you first. Then this afternoon, my friend Steve Sullivan, he's a filmmaker, and he's the guy, some of you might know the name, because he's the guy that is making or has made the documentary about Frank Sybottom. You know, the guy with the big head, right? And I love Frank. I was a big fan of Frank when I was about 14, 15, up till I was about 19, 20. Then I lost track of him, and then I sort of rediscovered him again 12, 13 years ago, and I was lucky enough to work with him a few times. I appeared on his TV show. He would phone me up from time to time. I did a couple of gigs with him. He came on a couple of my radio shows, and it was a thrill. I don't know if I'd count Chris Seavey as a friend. It was the guy who did Frank. I, but yeah, I would, consider, I would consider him a slight friend, because sometimes he would just phone me up from time. And he passed away a few years ago. And so Steve Sullivan has crowdfunded this documentary about Frank Sidebottom, and it has taken years years and years and years to make and finish because he was going through hundreds of hours of footage and interviews and and he just had a nightmare cutting it down okay um 
And today, I was invited to only the second public screening in the world. And it wasn't even really a public screening. It was for um, international distributors, 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 distributors to come and see. And there, uh, 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 and so I, I came, I brought Kath and I brought a couple of people who I thought would get a little something out of it, but Dredge, who calls the show, and, and my mate Dan. And they came and saw it. And we noticed in the audience there was, there was Chris's brother and his sister, and uh, it's lovely. And this film, right, it is so good, isn't it? I mean, Catherine didn't know very much about him. Dan and Dredge knew very little about him. And I thought I knew a fair bit about him, right? So from a fan's perspective, my perspective, it was just, it was beautiful. I was in tears at the end. I must admit, I, I was, I had a little, little wipe away of the tears at the end. Catherine saw me and that's fine. I'm, I'm cool with that. But I was, I was in floods of tears right at the end because it was, it was so beautiful. And obviously his, his son died as well since the film was made. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a sad story. So as a fan of Frank, I was completely satisfied in hysterics at it, shocked by some of it. But more importantly, the three people who came with me who weren't that familiar with him also loved it. They laughed. They were upset. They were saddened. They were inspired. I know certainly no Dan and, and Dredgeway, and I suspect Catherine may have been inspired. It was inspiring to see somebody with such talent kind of sort of chasing mainstream success but also shunning it at the same time for example he hosted he compared when bros played wembley stadium and he tells the story and it's such a lovely he told it to me in front of nearly sixty thousand screaming 10 year old girls all he had to do was compare wembley stadium he goes out right hands up if you like give us a cheer if you like, Luke. Give us a cheer. If you like, Bros. Give us a cheer. If you like, Betamax. Silence. And then booze. And he says in the film, imagine being, imagine being booed by, by 56,000 kids. It's incredible. It's such a good film. Hopefully it's coming out in February. And when, when it, we're closer to that, Steve is going to um, uh, come in. And it's being picked up, apparently. I don't think this is a secret. It's being distributed, distributed uh, by the people that um, distributed, distributed the uh, Amy Winehouse documentary. So it's going to be, it's going to be, you're going to see a lot of it later in the year. So here's what I want to talk about. I'm Wasim and Nick and Alan. I will come to you. And as per usual, dear listener, you can call in about anything you want. But. While the rest of the world is banging on about Harry Kane, what I would like to know from you is people on the fringes, right? People on the fringes that have made an impact in your life. Frank Sybottom, definitely on the fringe. I mean, the guy was nuts and... um. I'm going to say genius. He certainly fits into what my criteria, my definition of of genius is. Someone who sees the world in a different way and then is able to communicate that difference through art or performance or sculpture or architecture or whatever. So he fits that criteria for me. Um, yeah, saying, um, you know, a member of the Beach Boys is on the fringe. I think you could say that Bruce Johnston was on the fringe. It's not a name that springs to everybody's lips. But Man Alive, his songs and his production, he produced a David Cassidy album as well, of uh, and a Doris Day album, um, 
uh, he was supposed to be at um, uh, 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 Roman Polanski's house when the Manson murders uh, murderers went round there and uh, did in Sharon Tate and all of that lot. Um, so he's on the fringe for me. So tonight, as well as the usual old gobbins, anything you want to call in about oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand, you'll speak to Catherine. She'll take your name and number and give you a call back. Um, people, things that are on the fringe that have brought you great pleasure. That's quite a vague one, isn't it? It's quite a vague one, but I'm quite happy with that. I'm happy with the vagaries of that question. I'm not expecting a rush of phone calls, but if we get one or two, I'll be happy. If we don't get any, I'll be happy. Do you know what I mean? I'll still get paid. I still get paid. But I, I just have a think. People who are kind of on the periphery um, that we may or may not have heard of that have brought you pleasure. How about that? 0344 499 is the telephone number. This is The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. The wild man of late night radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, let's just go back to... Go against listen it. to this, the is talk sport. Well, yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm saying that we... Who cares what you think? You're just a bloke. Who cares? But at the end of the day, is Tunisia we've beaten? Uh, With a last-minute goal? Tunisia are ranked, what, 20th in the world? That's great, isn't it? Right, I don't know anything about football. I couldn't care less about it, right? (laughs) Good stuff. Right, but uh, surely it's it's good that we won, isn't it? If you like football, I literally couldn't give a stuff. It's, It's good that we won. Jason and Andy are like going, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, we, yeah, but we only beat Tunisia. We only beat them in the last. Mate, you ain't going to win the World Cup, right? It's England. We're crap. Everyone knows that. You had a win. Enjoy that. Enjoy the fact you had a win. Because let me tell you, whenever the next game is, four or five days time, you're going to be crying tears, biatch. That's what's going to happen. Listen to 2-1. I didn't say how we'd do it, but I did say we'd win 2-1. I probably would have said we'd nick it 2-1. Reeves Sterling probably won't play that well. will be substituted. Now he's, now he's talking about the predictions that he was going to make but didn't for the game that just happened. It's so factuous. You sports guys. I bet the thing is, what you can't hear... Just listen listen really carefully. Turn your radio. Are you, are you three, Richard? Sorry? Are you three years old? Have you never seen England at a major tournament? No, what I'm saying I don't know if you can hear the flapping of skin there. Did you hear that? That's going on. And and that's not... That's that's Andy and Jason are reaching over and doing each other. That's what's going on. Let's go to Paul. Good evening, Paul. Hi, Ian. How you doing, man? Um, Yeah, not bad. Um, First time I've rung in. Been listening for a while. Hey, nice one, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. What you got? Um, Yeah, you were on about people that you've met who, like... um, I've given you pleasure over the years. Yeah, they don't have, you don't have to have met them, but if you've met them, that's beautiful. Go on, what happened? Yeah, well, uh, my favourite band's Super Fairy Animals. Oh, um, there we go. You talk about On the Fringe. I, 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 I had the first couple of their albums, and um, they're, they're a cracking band. Yeah, really good, really good. Um, so the, the lead singer were doing a tour, yeah. a solo tour, and I'd gone to go see him. Uh, I'd gone for a pint before, and I was just having a pint. Yeah. And he walked past... Um, so now, a, is this is this Gruff Reese? Yeah, it is, there yeah. We go, there we yeah. go, he's great, yeah. 
Yeah, he's a really nice guy, really nice. Um, so, yeah, I would just like proper chuffed to meet him. Did you, what, so hang on, so you had a pint, so you were feeling a little bit more confident than perhaps you normally would. Did you go up to him and go, yeah, mate, I love you? Yeah, but, you know, nice lass, you know, yeah. sort of a big fan, you know, I've been for years. Do you mind if I get a picture and a chat with him and that? And just, yeah, really nice guy. Beautiful. Proper, proper sound. So, but, so, okay, because there'll be some people who, who will know the Super Fairies, and there'll be, there'll be quite a few that won't. Why... Yeah. Can you, and this is a really tough question, Paul, and I know it's your first call, but I'm going to make you work. I'm going to make you work yeah. for this. How has um, uh, Gruff Reese or the Super Fairies, how have they impacted on your life? What? How different is your life because of them? Um, oh, this is an add on that. It is a tough one, uh, isn't it? It is a tough it, one. It, it, it's, I've just, I've listened to them since I've been like 14, 15. Yeah all through my life and different albums remind me of different periods of my life and yeah it's just yeah they've just been yeah good yeah. No, I, I know what you mean and and it, it's it's music long running running bands the beach boys are the same for me uh, uh, Paul. Yeah. They, uh, you know i can listen to a song and suddenly i'm 13 suddenly i'm 24 suddenly i can travel through time listening to an entire concert um, mm. and, uh, and also seeing this Frank Sidebottom documentary. Frank was really big when, for me when I was 15 and then really big for me again when I was sort of 35. And I could flip yeah. between, between the two. And you're right, there is an element of, um, of time travel in there, particularly with songs, because it just, it, music, music, like, unlike anything else, can take you completely back, can't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like having a flashback. You, you, you're there all over again, you know, it's... I can't wait to see that Frank uh, Frank Sidebottom documentary either. Oh, I, I remember him from when I was younger, like mate, it's being on TV and that. So good, it's so good. And 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 had it just been me that had gone to see it and was saying it was so good, then you'd have every right to be suspicious. But I went with yeah. three people who didn't really know anything about him and weren't massive fans, and they all came out going, "Flipping it! What a story! What a story!" I th- it's inspiring, Paul. And uh, as soon as we can, I've spoke to Steve. He made it. When it, as soon as he's ready, he's got an open invitation to come on this show and and plug it away so we will be doing that oh, i look forward to that nice Great one mate stuff. thank you paul all right cheers, what, cheers. Oh, what's happened to carlos carlos the, the, the guy who changed his uh his call package so he could phone in from america <laughs> I've not heard from him. He's great. <laughs> he did. He did. Yeah. Well, do you know what? I'm going to New York on Wednesday. I'm going to wander around the streets of Brooklyn. Oi, Carlos, you chancer. <laughs> Where the bloody hell are you? We'll find me. If he's listening, he might give us a call. Thank you, Paul. Great stuff. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Tata. I thought he was going to ask, where's Catherine then? And I daren't tell him. I've murdered her. I haven't. I'm off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday. Catherine is uh, presenting the show. Um, so get ready, guys. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You don't have to have met the person. Just and it doesn't have to be a musician. Music is the obvious one because music connects with us in a way, um, or connects with most of us in a way that no other art form or form of expression can. I think films have a connection with us. TV, TV did. I don't know if TV does now, now that we can watch it whenever we want. Food, food does for some people. Meals, you'll often hear some people talking about a meal they had. I, I can dig that. Um, 0344 499 Let's go to Barney. Good evening, Barney. Hello. Hello, mate. What's wrong? You sound a bit grumpy. Oh, 
you do. Oh, oh. oh that's uh, unfortunate. Nice for you. And for my listener. Oh, yes, well, sorry about that. That's um, OK, Barney. But um, I was basically just wanted to ask you... Would you like a tickle? Um, no. Would you like me to tickle you? I will only tickle... Here's the thing, and this is... I say this to everybody. I will only tickle you with your permission. If you do not give me permission to touch your body and move my fingers quickly, behind the knees, under the arms, just below the ball sack, then um, I will not do that. Do I have your permission? Um, no, you don't. Actually. Then in that case, I put my fingers in my pockets and I tickle below my own ball sack. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're missing out. All right, Barney. Well, I don't think I am, actually, but um, thanks for the offer anyway. It's an absolute pleasure, mate. Anytime. Thanks, thanks. Um, I want to ask you and everyone else out there, um, have you ever been um, walking around in the streets or... Yes, I have. ...listening to... <laughs> thanks for calling. <laughs> <laughs> listening to <laughs> listening to um, a uh, phone-in radio show, and you hear like this single loud beep in the background. No, what, really? What, no, why? What's happened? What, what's going on for you? Well, I think it's people's um, fire alarms. There's, they make this loud single beep sound some, occasionally, and sometimes in like residential roads when you're walking around, you can just hear this. Well, beep. hang on. Is the is the beep on the radio um, or in your life? No, both. <laughs> I both thought you way. said on the radio. Yeah, one one is like you can hear it if you walk around. Sometimes you can just hear it from someone's house. It's loud, like single loud beep. Yes. From someone's smoke alarm. Yes. And but sometimes, listening to phone and radio shows, you can actually hear the callers in the background in their house. Like a oh. Single no, I don't, I, because I'm normally pretty good at spopping, spopping, at spotting bleeps and bips and things like that. I, I haven't noticed that, no. Well, I just, because it's a bit weird, because I haven't, because I don't know if, um, like, uh, with, um, I don't know if, like, everyone's, or, you know, lots of people have had their smoke alarms changed to, like, a different mod or something, because it's like... No, when I was younger, I don't remember hearing it. Smoke like, alarms beep when they're running out of battery. Yeah, yeah. And the carbon monoxide machine beeps when you're dying. <laughs> Am I the only person... And this... Right, I'm going to say this. What I'm going to say is stupid and is certainly not the advice from me or the advice from talk radio, OK? This is just my own personal experience and, uh, and I'm saying it out loud and I'm saying it's a dumb thing to have done, right? Am I the only person that's taken the batteries out of the smoke alarm because it gets on my tits? Um, no, you're, no, you're not. No, and again, don't do it. That's not the advice of talk radio. It's not the advice of me. But in this place I'm living in, this flat... Don't, I haven't done it in the house with my kids, but in the place I'm living in, this flat, the, 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 it's, a t- it's a room, right? But because of the new rules in rented property, you have to have two smoke alarms and a carbon monoxide alarm in a tiny room, right? It's c- ridiculous. And they're all synced up. But if they go out of sync slightly, then they'll start beeping. Mm. And I've had the people around three or four times to fix it. And in the end, I just went, ah, oh, sod this. And I just took the batteries out. Yeah, but that's, did you did you ever have that, like, you know, over all the years of your life, have you ever... Because I wonder if it's, like, some new models, like, because we had our... Barney's onto something here. I was laughing yeah. at you at the start, and I apologise for yeah. that, Barney, because <laughs> you were... You're onto something. These smoke alarms... Are your ones round? Are they a circle shape? I've got round ones, yeah. Yeah, and it's like a small Mm. circle in the middle that sticks out. Yeah, it's a smoke alarm, yeah. Yeah. What what else? 
what well, other, what other what other description is there for it? Well, I mean, did you like over your hmm? houses you've lived in the past? They've all been round. Oh, oh, oh. They've all been round with a red button in the middle. Red button in the middle. Oh. And if you te- the button in the middle is to test it, right? Yeah. Never press the test button. Of course, obviously, the official advice is always test your fire alarms, every, your smoke alarms every week. But when I press it, I can't get it to go off. It just stop. It, it just keeps, woo, 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 and it keeps yeah. going. Is there another button or anything? There's no. There is only that one button in the middle. Why are you so upset? Catherine's rubbing her head as though this is... I actually think this is a great phone call, Catherine. She's... By the way, on when, from Wednesday onwards, I don't think this phone call would pass the Catherine Boyle interest test. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, it's, so yeah. I, I think this is great. I think it's what's on everybody's minds. Yeah, so do I. So do I! Well, it, well, okay, well, we know... Okay, well, we know it's not on... It's not on everybody's uh, uh, everybody's minds, because cause, cause some minds are... Um, some minds are talking about blooming... Football? Can you believe those idiots? Are you a fan of the World Cup? Um, no, but, mm-hmm. but I have, like, last time, it, there was a couple of oh, God. matches I watched and they were really good, but... Right, here's, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. What I want, and this is what I want from the callers. Catherine, that is, that, Catherine's pretending to actually commit suicide, which is not, which is not a funny thing at all. And yet, that's what she's prepared to go to for comedy. Well. Uh, because she thinks your call is so dull. She's wrong. Um, hang on a second. This is the, what they're saying on Sports World. Talk Sports. Oh, hang on. Oh, it's crashed. Talk Sports crashed. Uh, oh. The Russian hackers. They've, they've been, ha- the Russian hackers, isn't it? Here we go. Here we go. Hang on. This is this is uh, no the hack. Uh, hack. Um, I want to know how people are avoiding the World Cup, and I know, but by by me mentioning the World Cup, I'm kind of bringing it into um, our World Cup. But how are people avoiding it? Because honestly, it is the dullest, dullest, dullest thing in the World Cup. Mm, I suppose you could like go underground or something. Like do the, I think wouldn't you mention you said you wanted to go well, a long time ago? I remember you said that like, you wanted to go through the sewers. Yeah, not not for a month. That's a little bit extreme, because that's that that's got um, fecal matter floating through it. Yeah, yeah, there's that. Yeah. Okay, thanks, Barney. Thanks. Cheers, mate. There we go. Um, uh, no, me neither. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. This is the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, b- people on the fringe that have made your life better, and how are you avoiding the World Cup? Um, Nick. Hi. Hey, Nick. What you got? Uh, hi. Uh, I, 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 um, I had actually phoned up to um, to thank you, Catherine and Sam, oh. for helping me through some very difficult times. And then you said people on the peripheries that have helped, and oh. it seemed to slip into that quite oh. nicely. I was, I was, I was a victim of a homophobic assault again uh, a few weeks ago, oh, more no. than a month ago, and it led me to have an incident with a razor blade a week later. Oh, mate, um, mate, mate! And I, I, I know I'm not trying to bring the show down. No, no, I appreciate your honesty. No, you're not bringing it down. I appreciate um, your honesty. I'm concerned for um, you as a human being. And uh, well, well, thank you. Um, and and I just I just, I just wanted to phone up to say that that, that that your show is the only thing that keeps me going through the night. Oh God, 
Well, Sometimes well, well, hang on. Listen, I'm away Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday. Um, how much of a fan of Catherine Boyle are you? How big is Catherine Boyle? And, and, and I'm, as a gay man, Nick, I'm assuming you're speaking for the entire gay community. How I don't big? Know. You, you have to be. You, we all know that when you get someone on from a minority group, they are speaking for that entire group. <laughs> how big is Catherine within the gay community, Nick? Oh, Catherine's great. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. That's Catherine's great. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I just, I just phoned up to thank you. Oh man. Um, How are you doing? Um, How are you doing now? Um, I'm, I'm waiting to see someone from the hate crime division tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm not really looking forward to no. that because it's not. It's going to be a bit emotional. But um, intense. Yeah. I. Uh, I, I also. I also had a thought. You know, you like to play your songs. Yes, oh, um, God, yeah. sometimes I, I there's, there's one song that always helps me, yeah. and it's Labby Siffy, something inside so strong. Something inside so strong, I yeah. know that I can make it, <laughs> but you're doing yeah. me wrong, so wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. I tell that's you, well, one. I tell you what, there's actually, hang on a second, hang on a second, because uh, it's a great song, and and um. Uh, uh, Labby Sifri has got a great, um, a great voice, but absolutely, yeah. Um, didn't didn't Peter Andre do it as well? Oh gosh, I, I can't, I can't remember. I, I imagine that, there's many different variations by different people because I, it's such a classic song. Something inside so strong. Oh no! <laughs> oh, my um, my oh. dad used to love that um, that song for some because it, it was a big hit in the eighties, wasn't it? And um, it was, yes, yeah. yes, it was, it was. And he was also a gay man. Was he? Was he? Right, so, so, so I believe, yeah, so, okay. so I believe. Okay. Um, yeah, but but I, yeah, I, I, I actually I was, I was just going to leave a message with Catherine. I wasn't oh, expecting to come come up. No, come on, on, we don't. On, we on don't. Air. I'm afraid we don't accept messages. This has to. <laughs> you're going to go. Can I ask you a question again, as, as a spokesperson for the gay community? Why, <laughs> when I was younger, right, I was always getting the eye from older gay men, always on trains, chatted up at but. I haven't had that for years. Has has word got round that I'm not gay, or have I lost it as I've got older, Nick? Yes, yes. Oh, oh yes. You're on. You're on the. Um, you're on the on the chalkboard in every. Oh pod no! Now. Get me yeah. off that chalkboard because although I'm not going to do anything, I used to love it. I used to love it as a young man when an older guy would would. Come. I remember being on the tube train. And this old yeah. guy was like staring, old, older guy was staring at me. And as he got off, he kind of nodded for me to follow him. So I got off, followed him, and I went, yeah. And he went, oh, would you, would you like to come back to mine? I was like, oh, no, no, sorry. Totally, we've I'm totally been terrified. At, yeah, I'm we've been at cross purposes. I mean, I wasn't, I was in my 20s. I wasn't a teenager, you know. I said, well, I, I think we might be at cross purposes. I do apologize. I'm sure you're delightful, but that's just not my bag. And he was, oh, I'm oh. so disappointed. Would you take Can my I number? Think- can, can I ask one question? Frank Sidebottom, was that the chap that used to wear the mask? Well, now, um, yeah, he had a big paper mache head. That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I was, I was getting confused with the other fellow with the big hair that used to, used to say donkey a lot. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do, Charlie Chuck. I, I, um, I shared a it. flat with Charlie Chuck in Edinburgh once, and he told me off really? for being rude to the audience. Yeah, don't, don't be rude to the audience. Don't, be rude, don't call the audience the C word, which is what I did. <laughs> I'm like, all right, granddad, whatever. Oh, any- oh, well, anyway, I just, I just, I just want to send you guys lots of love. Nick, and- 
Um, listen, and I'm not. I'm deliberately not prying because you, you're gonna you're gonna go through all that tomorrow, and I'm sure it's going to be unpleasant for you. But um, the, 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 I'm sorry you went through that. Genuinely, as one human being to another human being, a brother to a brother, I'm I'm genuinely uh, uh, horrified that you went through the attack. They're my but- neighbours as well. You see, that's the thing. <laughs> no. So I'm going to have to move. Jesus uh, because Christ. there's no evidence. I've got I've, I've got brief video evidence of some of the abuse because I took it on my cycle camera. But but, but the initial yeah. attack, no, I haven't. Got well, any listen, I'm sorry about that. I'm also really concerned about you talking about razors and stuff like that. So got, you... Oh, that was a couple of weeks ago. I've I've, I've you know I'm, okay. I'm I'm not feeling like that now. But no. your show is partially to thank. Well, bless for that you for because, that. But if it comes if it know, comes back that feeling because these feelings can come and go i know if, if yeah, the, if it comes back and we're on air you give us a call i'd rather you you picked up a phone you know and spoke to us than than picked up a razor and i don't, and don't say that lightly we're not trained or anything but sometimes no, it i help. know but i know also 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 and i know this will sound a bit rubbish but also the samaritans man if, if you're holding that razor phone up the samaritans and if at the end of that phone call you feel like doing something with the razor well then that's a different situation but be careful brother no, it was weakness on my part. No, it wasn't. I, I don't. I it, wouldn't say it was weakness. I would. I would say it was. You wanted a release of the pain. Your candour and honesty, and the way you are on the radio, is so. Is so. It's so honest and truthful. It's. It. it it's. In, it's inspiring, and you're one of those people that you were talking about on the peripheries hey, that you, helps. Brother. All right. Mate. So take care. All the best. Thank you. Take mate. care. Best of luck tomorrow, Bye-bye. mate. Thanks a lot. There we go. One one six one two three. If you want to speak to the Samaritans, one one six one two three. Not for everybody. I've heard people disappointed after their call with the Samaritans, primarily because they don't give advice. They don't give advice. They don't tell you what they think you should do. Um, they just listen. They're there literally to listen. Um, but uh, I, I've always I found them a few times. I've always found it. Um, it's never fixed anything, but it's like a little pressure valve just releasing the pressure to step away from the edge um, but if you're ever you know if you're ever sat there holding a razor thinking hmm i think i'm gonna do something phone them first one one six one two three if at the end of that phone call you decide you want to do something with the razor well then that's a different thing i would suggest you phone a friend or you go for a walk or whatever but you know i, I if you reach out and um just talk I, I i'm pretty sure it will it will just take the edge off good evening Alan! Evening, Mark! Good evening! Have you heard the big news story today? Um. No. David Dimbleby's leaving Question Time. That was, a, uh, that was a story yesterday. No, but this morning. Yesterday. No, but I read the BBC News website. It broke this morning. What time? It just says 18th of June 2018. Right, well, uh, okay. Well, I heard a boring man on a boring radio station talking about it at one o'clock this morning. And that got me thinking. Oh, go on. That, that's dangerous. You know Matthew White's left Channel 5? Yeah. I wonder if he'll do question time. No, he's, he's not got the brains or the balls or the intelligence or the manners to do it. Um, I was thinking maybe someone like Kirsty Walk. Yeah, she'd be good. I see Samira Ahmed, who I'm a big fan of on Twitter, has said that she would like to be considered for the job, and I think she'd be brilliant. I think they should give it to Jeremy Vine. I think they like should he give. He needs another job. I think they should, every job that comes up now, they should give it to Jeremy Vine. So that he still has to do, and he, he has to do all of them. So he has to do the right stuff. He has to do Radio the two. Jeremy Vine show, and he has to do Question Time. That'll teach him. Yeah, because no, 
you know, Dimbleby, he was earning four hundred and fifty thousand a year. I, I think they should. I think they should. And I'm just doing this impression off 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 the top of my head. I I I think they should get uh, 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 someone a bit more like Robin Day to come back in. I'm Robin Day. That's not bad. That's not a bad Robin Day. It's an impression there for the kids out there. Well, I I, I think I think they should get Robin Day to do it. Well, He's dead. Who? Pierce Sissons, because he did it after Robin Day. Um, I do you know what? I've, can I can I be honest? I've never watched Question Time. It looks really boring. Well, it looks so boring. I've never seen the point of Question Time, right? Because you get you get four or five people on there. One of whom is a comedian. One of whom is a racist, and the rest are bell ends. That's what a blind or Nick Griffin. Yeah, and then they sit there and they're asked questions, but. Am I right? Am I right in thinking this, Alan? That after... A question time's been going for years and years and years. Decades. 40 odd years. Right. How much has changed as a direct result of an episode of Question Time? Well, that's why we have general elections. So we have new politicians no. yeah. for the panel. I know what general elections are for, Alan, but thank you for thinking that I didn't and explaining that to me. Has anything ever changed... After forty odd years of of question times, no, it's just it's it's a, a pissing contest. And when you got the same music for the opening theme, again, you're missing the, the 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 key part of my point, Alan. But I'm glad you like the music. Thank you so much for calling. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I've never seen it, never seen it, never intend 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 to see it. It looks boring. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I can't do my Robin Day now. I'm, I'm Brian Walden, and I'm hosting the uh, question time for tonight. Uh, the, the gentleman in the blue jumper there. No, next to the fat lady. That That's all it is, isn't it? Well, I just don't get the point of it. Would never uh, uh, watch it, uh, and I couldn't care less. But but I'm, I'm laying my uh, uh, cards in the sand. Give it to Samira Ahmed, because she's brilliant. I like her a lot. Let's go to George. Good evening, George. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, George. <laughs> oh, someone's, uh, had, someone's nice had a little smoke. You. Sorry? Have you had a little smoke tonight, Georgington? Uh, I have to admit that I have had a little smoke. May God bless uh, you and everybody who sails in your stoned head. Congratulations. I'm not that stoned. No, no, a little no? bit bubbly. No. Under the old rug. And I had my last five on Harry Kane to score in both halves at nine to one. Oh, so. What did that win you? Forty-five pounds. Yeah, that, that quickly, didn't I? Wait, that's all right, isn't it? Well, it was my last five, or so, that's so another eighth. Yeah, and that's all my interest in football nowadays is having little gambles because oh. it's it's not the game that I grew up with. No, and, it's and, not. And loved it's not them. full of racist thugs punching each other. No, there, there were no racist thugs oh. punching each other when, when I started to become a, a football fan I, in 1952. And uh, I don't like it. I don't get it. I watched the end of the Mexico-Germany match because yeah, my no, boys no, wanted see, to watch it. And It's not the game it used to be, but I, I see you hosting a, a TV show of the future oh. called Answer Time. Oh! Uh, I, 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 I think <laughs> you can play with that and... and uh, yeah, that's I, the time. I like the sound of that. Good. <laughs> I never watched Question Time. I don't get it, George. I don't get what the point of it is. No, no, nor do I. No. 
I, I was in the audience once, and I didn't ask. I didn't even ask a question. Um, Tony Blair was on, and I, I that was before he became prime minister, and, yeah. I, and I, I had gone there intending to ask a question, but I couldn't be bothered once I was there. <laughs> and uh, but Fringe, I. I I, have you got another Alan on the line? By any no, chance? no, no. No, I, I called uh, Alan Hope, the leader of the Monster Raving Looney Party nowadays, yeah. and uh, and that was fringe. And uh, David Such, screaming Lord Such, he he did have an influence on yeah. on, on my life. And, and oh, he was great. I I was a little bit too young to really register what he was up to, but in retrospect, he was. I thought it was it, it was brilliant. Yeah, no, no, the, the, performance the, the, art. David was special, and he used to say to me, you, you were so far out, you were almost in. That's why she's so far out, she's in. That's a, that's a great song. Is it? Yeah, oh yeah, it's a great song. That's why she's so far out, she's in. Uh, I didn't even know there was such George, a song. George, you've got, there are songs about everything. We've got to go, George. Thank you very much indeed. 0344 499 1000. Wasim, stay there. We'll come to you after the news. This is The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
That's a song, isn't it? That's produced by Bruce Johnson. That's a Beach Boys song you don't know. That's great, man. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is probably the only World Cup free zone uh, 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 on British radio right now, ma'am. You can tell us how you're avoiding it, but uh, flipping it, uh, football, uh, football. Uh, you don't like football? You don't like football? What's the problem? Get stuffed. The problem is you like football. Makes you a knob. Um, talking about um. Anything you want, you know how it works. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, people on the fringe that have made your life better. You don't need to have met them, but we saw great. I mean, a really good documentary about Frank Sidebottom today, which has just filled me with joy, and I was in tears at the end, and I was laughing throughout it, and. Oh, he was great, man. Chris Seavey was great as well. I didn't really know much about Chris before Frank. So that was great. And me and Kath met Bruce Johnston of the Beach Boys the other day. Not the, you know, he's not Brian Wilson. He's not a Mike Love, but flipping heck, man. Some of the stuff he's done has meant so much to me. And he was there in the room and I got to shake his hand, got a picture with him and everything. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. Wasim. <laughs> Ian, how's it going? Oh, it's all right. Yeah, before I start, man, I want to talk about a few things, but I think the oh. best host for question time would be Julie Hartley Brewer. Um, I, I think she's too... No, I, no, I think she would genuinely be... She'd be good as a contestant on there, but she's not impartial, mm. and I don't think she's a particularly good television host. She's, she's a strong, confident woman, though, and she's, she talks against feminism when it gets too extreme, so... Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. I don't even know what that last sentence means. You know, she, when she talks, she talks like, she, she talks in a fair way. I mean, I don't agree with everything. No, she doesn't. She doesn't talk in a fair way. Not always. Sometimes. No, 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 mean, no, no, generally. never. She's very, very biased. In the same way that I'm biased, but at a different end of the spectrum. Not, not even at the end. But, but yeah. there's bias. When you're hosting a show like Question Time, you cannot be biased. And she would well, not be, a, everyone knows her bias. Or well, we, we could have probably Nigel Farage. That, that'd be fine. You, now you're just well, but you're just are you say I don't even know, know why you're saying that is that a joke because that's not a serious no, suggestion no no be serious man I think, I think Farage because then people could take him on couldn't they no but that's not yeah. what question time is about it's not about taking the host on yeah but the question time is you know it's, it's, in, it's in the favour of the right anyway you know the sport well the I don't know because I've, I've, I've never watched it but you could, the host for that has to be impartial and has to come yeah but the, the common host isn't impartial either well what, what do you mean by that? Well, yeah. I'm not going to say too much about it, but let's just say, you know, when you watch Question Time, you can see, you know, I disagree. What's going on I there. disagree. Now, I haven't seen it, but I listen to an, Any Questions, which is the radio, yeah, so which is hosted by his brother. And, uh, 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 yeah, and he's impartial. And would you agree that he's impartial? No. Yeah, he is compared to his brother. That's not, no, that wasn't the question I asked. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as saying he's impartial. Right. Do you know what impartial means? Because I don't think you do. Because, yeah, he is impartial, right? And I know that the Dimblebees are excellent, excellent broadcasters. Yeah. And you yeah. would not be able to host... And I haven't seen it, but I suspect what you're saying is bollocks. Because you would not be allowed <laughs> to host Question Time if you were mm-hmm. not impartial. 
that's my opinion, mate, from what I've seen. You know, people can disagree with me, but that's what I feel anyway from when I watch Question Time. Well, in which, in which, way, is he, in which way is he biased? I then? think when someone comes on his sports, Jeremy Corbyn, for example, they don't really get a fair, fair crack of the whip. I mean, they get spoken over. Like, for example, John McDonald. I don't need, I don't need, I don't need specific examples because it would be boring. But, yeah. um, uh, uh, okay, I mean, well, that's your opinion. Yeah. I, suspect that you are, I suspect that you're wrong. But there you go. Yeah, that's fine, mate. I mean, you can say that, you know, at the end of the day. That's, that's your opinion, isn't it, sir? Yeah. I, I want to talk about football, mate, and I'd like to know. Um, I, I can't see where everyone's getting a hard on all football because, and people say to you, you know, if you, don't, if you don't support football, if you don't watch football, everyone says you're not a man or, you know, you know, what's wrong with you? You don't watch football. But it's just so boring. All these things, watching overpaid people kick a football around. I mean... Well, that's, what, that's football. I don't care about how much they get paid. I mean... Yeah, well, what, what, I mean, the that's, thing that's, is, that's, that smacks of jealousy. How arguing about how much they get paid? <laughs> well, I am jealous to be honest with you slightly. Well, then there um, you go. But, then I mean, to be honest with you, that, that song from Buddy and Skinner, Three Lines on a Shirt," that was a really good song. But that's as far as it goes. I mean, football in general is just he is boring and mundane to be honest with you. And I don't think there's anything manly about it to be honest with you. Well, well, uh, I I agree. He said. Oh, you agree with me? <laughs> Yeah. That's the first, isn't it, I, I guess. I don't know. I, if I'm honest, Wasim, I've not really understood any of this phone call. Oh, have you? Oh, yeah, because I've got... It's a bit of a mishmash, isn't it, really? I want to talk about a few things. That's probably why. OK. Well, I can, under, um, no, I can generally follow conversations that flip and flop, but um, this one's yeah. just flapping. Yeah, yeah. I just I heard you talk about question time. And yeah, I there, we go. Down. there we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why I started off with question time. Uh, sorry, it is quite a boring subject, isn't it? Uh, politics and stuff. But um, politics and for the politics and football, everything is boring. I don't care. I'm in holiday mode. I went and got my for the first time ever. I ordered my holiday money. Holiday. I ordered my foreign money online and went and collected it. Normally, I forget. And I get it at the rip-off rate at the airport. And today, yeah, yeah. I, last night I went online and I ordered it and I went to the post office and I collected it. I'm yeah, loaded in dollars. I've <laughs> got dollars. Well, you have no of a mate. <laughs> there we go. Thank you very much, Wasim. Um, if anyone had said what that phone call was about, 03444991000. i tell you what we'll do. Um... We'll do um, yes word or s word because um, I've got one. Billy Hayes, Billy Hayes, great songwriter, great songwriter, or is he? We'll find out. Um, uh, oh no, that's not it. Where is it? Um, Billy, I can't find. Um, why can't I find it? Billy Hayes. Here we go. Here we go. Hi, Ian. Listen, he starts off by getting his tongue right up the old doodah. After hearing that unbelievable remix of your annoyingly brilliant and catchy World Cup song, thank you guys, I thought I'd send one. I used to claim my song was the third best ever behind World in Motion and Three Lions, but now I feel like I've got competition. Billy, Billy that's, a, that's, a, that's a very, very passive, aggressive email that you've written there and i don't like the tone of it i don't like the tone of that email but i'm prepared to play your your um your i'm imagining poxy world cup song and we'll see if it's anywhere near as good as um as my song 
the way this works, we've got three minutes. So it's a short one because you probably couldn't think of enough words to make it decent length, three and a half, four minutes. So the way it works is I will play Billy's World Cup song, which I think is that that's the title of it. You call in 0344 499 Calls will go straight to air. Um, and you come on and you say yes word, as in that's a good song, or S word, as in that is SH1T. Okay? Please don't actually say the S word, because we had a few last week, and they, I just had an email from Denny Morris, my boss. Oh, De- Ian, you've got to stop doing that feature about the songs, because we had 20 complaints last week about the swearing. So I'm not going to stop the feature, Denny. You can kiss my backside. Um, if you need me to get a chair for you to stand on so you can reach it, I'm happy to do that. But I will not be stopping this feature. Um, I will continue this feature. And I trust my callers tonight will get it right and will not phone up and actually say the S word. Please don't phone up and say say the S word, but don't say the S word because that, that will mean we'll, 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 we'll be in serious trouble. So... Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand calls go straight to air. Let's take a call. Here we go. Stead the early cross. Look at the space for Gerard. Look at the scoreline. England two, Croatia nil. Line one. What do you reckon? Yes word or S word? <laughs> okay. Thanks very much indeed. Line two, yes word or S word? Oh, man, Ian, more footy songs is shite! Oh, please don't swear, please don't swear, please, please. 03444991000, Billy's song, yes word or S word? I don't think it's as good as mine, but 0344 499 1000. Line two, yes word or S word? It's a big old bag of World Cup shine. No, please stop swearing, please. Can we, can we dump that, please? Jeez. No more swearing. Line two, please don't swear. Yes word or S word? S word. Thank you very much indeed. Okay. Line two, yes word or S word? I think this is very good. I love it. Yes word. You're saying yes? Where are yes. you from? Where's that accent this from? Is I'm from Spain. Okay, thank you. Arrivederci. Thank you. Line four, yes word or S word? Oh, Jesus Christ, what is this? Line five, yes word or S word? SH1 shit. Oh, please, right, can we just... Can, can we just stop the, for a second, please, mate, please. I, that, that was a withheld number, so um, can we can we just stop it, right? I'm gonna, we've got another minute of the song to go. Not, we've had three swears, guys, come on. Please. Here we go again. Line one, yes word or S word? Is it India? Right. Uh, We're going to stop doing this feature. Line 
two yes word or s words. I don't even know what that is. I don't even know. Line one, yes word or S word? Yes word. Thank you very much. Line two, yes word or S word? Um, I think it's absolute S word. It sounds like a really bad rip off of the jam. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Line three, yes word or S word? Well, I hate football, but I love this. Do you like it? Oh, they put the phone down. There we go. Well, let me just do the maths on that. Right, okay. Um, all right, let me just do with this. Yes, line one. Last call on that. Yes word or S word? Right, okay, right, right. That is out of order. We're not doing that feature anymore. That feature's gone, and that song was rubbish. So, Billy, thanks, Billy. Billy Hayes, everybody there. Billy Hayes, remember that name. Billy Hayes is the person... The, and I don't even want to call him a person because that, that is, that denigrates other people. He is the one that got the yes word and the yes word finally taken off the air. Billy Hayes has not only written a, uh, I nearly said it, not only written a really rubbish song that rips off the jam, but he's also, um, probably got me an offcom, certainly got me a fine, and has ended this feature. I hope you're happy, Billy Hayes. Really hope you're happy, mate. Um, and um, I wish you the best of luck. Uh, go, you go off and ruin someone else's radio show. Go and ruin David Prever's show. It's awful. You go, you go, you you be home there. You feel at home there because you're boring. Let's have the ads. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go. And um, let's listen to what is happening Top on... six. Well, no, OK. Sorry? Name six that are better than him. Here we go. So it's well, talk no, name them now. Name them now. Name them now. He's named four, so just need two more. Well, what are the four he's named? Don't put Messi in who, there. Who are the other two, James? Yeah, don't put Messi in there. Good, fair second. play. Jason Condi has difficult, difficulty counting. Messi, Griezmann. They are all players. Lukaku. They are all players that Lu- can win Lu- the World Lukaku. Cup. Lukaku! I'll teams. tell you what, James, I want to hear more from you. We've got to go for a break. We, when we come back, will you have your list of... Wait, wait, I, I tell you, i got to hear more from you. When you come back, can we have more, um, like, re- deconstructing a football game where... Uh, what does deconstructing mean? It's, uh, I was like, well, uh, 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 Jason... Oh, he's, uh, he's just going to talk about a football game. That's it. He's, uh, we're talking about. We won it, and it was rubbish. We should have won it more, more. We should have won it. Yeah, he's right. We should have won it more, yeah, and, and, and we didn't win it more. So, uh, give us a call. Uh, talk about and uh, uh, um, uh, uh, I got to go because I got to, I got to tug Jason off. He's got to tug me off now. It's efforts. Flipping it, man. Isn't it? Isn't it? They get paid twice what I get paid. Let's go to Jerry. Good evening, Jerry. Hello. Hello, Jerry. Oh, Jerry's Parkinson is Parkinson's is cured. No, I'm doing an Alan Brazil. Bad impression of Alan Brazil. Alan, I don't know. What, I don't know who Alan Brazil is. Alan Brazil, the one who falls asleep on the car and stuff. Talk, he sounds like a crazy cartoon talk character. Sports, breakfast show. No, I didn't know they did a breakfast show. I thought they just did obnoxious, loud football shows in the evening. But they do it all no, day, apparently. Uh, that's just Cundy and the other guy. Yes. Yeah, the other guy used to be on Tucker AM. Cundy by name. Cundy. It's got me specking for, for JK working today. Hey, well, you've you got your old specky working. Yeah, he's working. And he's one with. What have you been playing? I've just been... I just don't program temporary and get bloody work. Oh. 
Three to five. Yeah. Four to five, go to ten. Yeah. And he works, he runs. He works this. Uh, so you've just been typing in, you've been in typing in programmes? Yeah, typing in a programme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember you from years ago. Yeah, I remember. I used to go into WH Smith's and John Menzies, and I would write quizzes. That's how much of a geek I was. I would write quizzes and then stand back and watch people playing them. It's like a library. Yeah. Like a library in John Menzies. Yeah, I used to love a bit of John Menzies. We'll get people phoning in saying it's pronounced John Menzies. Oh, I don't care. Menzies, is that how they say it? Men, men, Menges. Menges. John Menges. John Mingers. Expensive shop. Yeah, well, I don't know. John Mingies, that's it. John Mingies. Is W.H. Smith is making a fortune. Oh, really? it's, it's, that, that shop is, uh, they must be like selling, I don't know, drugs or sex workers or something, because how the hell can that mishmash, who's ever been in the back of a, of a W.H. Smith's and come out alive? Nobody! I'm being back to Chris, Steve. Do you know the, na- the um, name of the guy that invented W.H. Smith's? No. No, it was H.W. Smith's. Hey. How nuts is that? He's, he's, moved, he's moved it around. Hey, he's moved it around! That is nuts. Whereas John Menzies was set up by a guy called uh, Jonathan Mingies. Menzies hmm. Menzies Campbell, that politician. Yeah, Mingy. that would be it. That could be the same guy. He probably is. Yeah. Um, sorry. What? I got the complete set of Input Magazine. Remember, remember Input Magazine? Have you got a magazine rack? No. Did you used to have a magazine? Was, was it you I was talking to about magazine? No, I was talking to someone the other day about magazine racks. I know it was. It was at the BBC. And it's such a 1970s, 1980s thing to have. My mum, Catherine's got one. My mum used to have a wicker magazine rack. And it was a rack that was on the floor that was about a foot high, 18 inches high, a foot high. And you put magazines in there. But you've got, I bet if we were to look in Catherine's magazine rack, we'd find um, a Christmas Radio Times from 2005. A, a copy of Woman's Own. And Cosmo, you're right. That would all be in there. And that shit. More magazine when she was younger. And looking. More, more, more. How do you like it? How do you like it? More, more, more. How do you like it? How do you like it? Quite a bit. I'm sorry, I can't listen to you too much. My laptop's blowing up. My laptop's blowing up. Just can't get you. What what did you say, Joey? Calm down. Yes, I'm saying listen Tila Ferguson? I can't get on the internet because my laptop's blown up. You look at too much pornography, then that no. is a, you're, not only will you go blind, your laptop will blow up. You've <laughs> got to be careful! I fall asleep and get caught. Do you remember when you had to buy, like, you had to get VHS tapes and stuff before you could, before you could just look at your phone and knock one out on the bus? You had to go get VHS tapes! Oh, there was a funny thing in this Frank Sidebottom documentary. He had an old woman um, bobbing for Betamax, and he had this this fish tank with water in and Betamax videotapes, and then this old woman, and she started bobbing, and he pushed her head underwater while she's bobbing for Betamax. Not good. There we go. Jerry, I'm going to cut you off now. Up your bum. I beat you to it. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Hey, he was requested earlier on by Barney, and now he's called in, ladies and gentlemen, all the way from United States of America. It's Carlos. Oh, I you... heard you calling my name in Brooklyn. It came from the future. Yeah, man, this is happening. Call me out. You're gonna call... 
I'm coming to New York. I'm coming to New York on Wednesday, and I'm going to bring knife crime to Brooklyn, and I'm going to hunt you down. And I'm not going to kill you. you. (laughs) Kill you, but I'm certainly going to make your life a misery. I don't know. I'm going to take a rain check. I'm pretty busy. I'm deleting like a lot of pornography off my laptop. I don't feel like blowing up today. Okay, that's the best thing. Is here's the thing. But please, if you've got pornography on your laptop, delete it before you and the computer both blow up. It might blow up, yeah, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. what was the subject? Uh, I was told, you can thank Manny for this. I changed my plan twice. What? This is the second time I've changed my plan. Your, again. your mobile, your, sorry, your cellular, cellular telephone plan he's referring to, guys. Why don't you guys say mobiles? And then why, when you do say mobiles, you say mobile. So, but you say cell phone. Why, are you, you, why is America so backwards? I don't know. <laughs> But I feel backwards, too, so when I compare myself to everybody else. Everybody's like, what is this? What is this? I'm like, I don't know, man. Well, you need to sort it out. Forget, really this whole, forget this nonsense about um, immigrant kids being separated from their parents. I'm not bothered by that. I think there's probably, I think there's probably a good idea. <laughs> but calling mobile uh, phones cell phones? That's insane. Calling pizza pizza pie? That's insane. Wait, wait. Wait, 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 how wait. is that insane? <laughs> wait, 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 I take what? that, wait. I love pizza, right? Yeah, but you call it pizza pie. Yeah, because it's a pie, and then... No, it's not, pizza, mate, it's not generic. a pie. A pie has a crust, and it has a roof, a, a, to- a top, a, a, to- a top, that's a pie. A, bre- a bread top, you mean, a bread top, right? No, well, like, pies aren't made out of bread. Jesus, I'm going to come to America, and I'm going to kick your ass. Bre- bre- pies are not I'm made out of pies are made out of pastry, not bread. Oi! If I, you know, now, now I got to write all this down. It's the first I got to delete my laptop stuff, and now I got to write down. Heck, man, you're now writing down. This is why your country is so screwed, and this is why in uh, in 15 years' time. We're going to go, do you remember when America was a superpower? And people go, what? It's, surely it's China, Russia, and North Korea. We go, no, 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 it used to be America. And then they thought you made pies out of bread. Oh. Yeah. So am I calling the World Cup talk radio? This is we're supposed to talk about World Cup, right? Oh, for God's sakes, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, man. I'm just joking. <laughs> they went on. They went on the calls. Who is the one that mentioned uh, my name? I wanted to just know because literally Maddie like came in. I'm at work, and then yeah. he goes and messages me like you were mentioned. I was like Barney. Barney called in and asked where you were. Barney is uh, is a is a caller, and he was concerned that he hadn't heard from you for a while. Uh, I had to change my plans back, and then when Why I changed you... my plans back, I'm I'm pretty good now. Why don't I got, you phone like, up uh, Barney and tell him? Please. I don't care. Oh, let's go. You you want a phone out three way? Let's go. Let's all let's go. Let's all, right. all move up in Brooklyn. I'd rather in Brooklyn. Right. I'll get a pizza pie. All right, hang on a minute. Let's let's. I'm going to phone Barney up because I really you know. <laughs> I, let, let me just go through the system here. Um. All right. Oh no, that's Paul. We don't want Paul. I don't know who Paul is. Oh, bug at the computer. Here we go. Barney, call. You better. I'm not going to talk. You got to talk to him. You better hope it, his mum doesn't answer because you're going to be in trouble. Oh my god. So you're yeah. going to talk to Barney. <laughs> I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, okay, I'm ready. It's ringing. Hello? Hello. Um, yeah. yeah, it wasn't actually... Uh, it was um, the other guy, I think, called Nick, who was requesting for you. Is this Barney? Yes. Hello, did you ask for me? Did I, no, I didn't. I think it was Nick. I think Ian's getting a bit confused. He's a little bit confused? Yeah. because no, I've heard my name... Simply, all you guys say Carlos like that, so thinking it was just me. 
No, it was um, no, it, it was a different caller who requested you. I think it was Nick who requested you. Who he's he's right. Actually. It must have been Paul. He's, right? he's, no, he's he's right. It was Nick. It was Nick. It was Nick. It was Nick. Thanks, yeah. thanks, Ian. Thanks. That's all right, man. No worries. No worries. This is right. <laughs> it's cool, Nick. It's cool, Nick. Let's see if now Nick's got important. He's got a busy day tomorrow, so he might be in bed. All right. So just go easy with him. Imagine if we wake him up the day before he has to go to the police. He's going to be furious. It's a work. Hello? Hello, Nick. Hello? Hello, Nick. Hello, speaking. Yes, you just won a pizza pie. Shut from, up, man. Uh, New York City. Nick, Nick, it's Ian Lee. I've got Carlos on the other line. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Did, 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 you were could Nick turn your radio off? Yeah, turn the radio down. Yeah. So go on. Sorry. You have, have we got it right? Because I thought it was Barney that was asking after Carlos, but he Barney said it was you. No, I'm Nick that phoned up a little earlier. Yeah. Were you asking after <laughs> Carlos? No. Oh no! It was, it was Paul. <laughs> it was Paul. Ian. It was Paul. I was told it was Paul. It was Paul. <laughs> oh Nick, I'm so sorry, mate. Oh, I thought. Like, what is... I thought Nick's having a tough time. Let's make his night by by. He was asking after Carlos. Well, let's get. We can get. We can put him on the phone to Carlos. And it wasn't you. And you were probably in bed all tucked up for the night, were you? No, I was listening to you. I told you you were oh. the only thing that I like to listen to at night. I know, so. I know. Oh, mate. Well, I'm really... God, this is a turning into a car crash. Well, Nick, I, 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 I apologise for disturbing you. Um, no, you haven't. You make, no. well, you're a very good man, but you are legally entitled now to make an official complaint to Ofcom about me for harassment, and it would be upheld. So that's... that's <laughs> Nick, uh, you're a good sport, mate. I, I, I hope tomorrow goes OK, fella, and thank you. Oh, thank you, Ian. Cheers, Lots of love. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Carlos, this is awkward. Maybe... maybe have, have I made a mess? I'm sorry. Maybe no one asked after you. Maybe it was just... Right, you know, minute. maybe it was just me. It was just me. I think it was just my imagination. It must have been. Let's call... Let's try... Let's try Paul. All right. All right. Let's try Paul. Hang on a second. Okay. Here we go. Welcome to GiftGuff's voicemail. Gift the Gaff. person you're calling... Right, Carlos, call leave a message for him. Uh, leave your message after the tone. Okay. Can we record your message by pressing hash at any time? Hey, this is uh, Carlos from New York City, and uh, I'm just, uh, I heard your message, and I'm just getting back to you, and I'm always hearing you on talk radio, so make sure you call every day. I'm always hearing, and I'm always watching. So uh, call back, I'll hear you tomorrow. Ciao. That was quite a that was quite a stalky message you've left. I'm always hearing. I'm always watching. Exactly, because it's supposed to be like that. You're, You're going to scare the poor fella to scare. death. We, we don't even know it was definitely him. <laughs> We're still not sure exactly who it was that was asking <laughs> after you. That's the point. <laughs> Man alive, this is hey, too awkward. If I change my plan twice, I get to scare everyone, right? Okay, all right. Well, but, but listen, it's great to talk to you. I'm going to come and find you uh, in New York City this week, and I'm going to scare right. you. I'm looking for you. Right. I'm watching. Thanks, man. Take care. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me just take that call straight all to right, it. Right, I'm on. here, I'm here, I'm here. Paul. Yes. Was it you asking oh, after yeah. Carlos? It was, yes. Yes! We got it, Carlos! Oh. Say hello to Paul. <laughs> How you doing, man? Hi, Carlos. What, what right? is it? 
What is it that you wanted to talk about? No, no, I'll just be up for him for a while and uh, I don't know what someone was how you were doing, like you changed your car plan, didn't you? Uh, yeah, it's, it's take it, it took me a while to like delete a lot of the pornography on my laptop, so but I got my plan back, so I should be able to call back now. You gotta watch out, man. Oh, I heard fun. laptops blow up. You know, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, did, did you say you were a Twitch streamer as well? Oh, I'm, well, I'm on Mixer, but I, I used to stream on Twitch. I'm on Mixer at the moment. Oh, what is that? Mixer's I, I, like I, I the Xbox. Why on Mixer? Yeah, yeah, I'm on Mixer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why, that's why I didn't hear the phone ringing. Yeah, well, if you, if I guarantee, if you ask Matt, like he's 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 always modding there and stuff. If you ask Matt, he'll point you in my direction. Okay, here we go. Here's you, you two have sure. come up with a great. Now that we can't do the yes word or s word anymore because because of some some. Um, hat- I thought it was good. I yeah. thought it was good. Yeah, no, Billy Hayes. <laughs> Billy Hayes is dead to me, Billy, and Billy Hayes is dead to me. And this isn't. I don't. I'm not threatening him, but he may actually be dead sooner than he thinks, literally as well. Oh man, I know, mm. but. You, so we we need a new feature because features are where I've been going wrong this whole fifteen years of broadcast. I don't do features. Okay, so I got I got one. I did with my my viewers yesterday. Oh yeah, uh, let's have your secondhand crap from a guy that streams to fifty people. Yeah, let's hear that. Go on. Yeah, no, 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 I'm, I'm an award winning broadcaster broadcasting around the world to sixty five thousand people. But let's let's have your cast offs for your crappy um, video game stream. Let's hear that, Carlos. Go on. Well, I've, I've always thought that guessing games are fun for, for self-knowledge. It's nice to test. So if you play a certain sound from a certain movie or something, they come in, they're like, that's Titanic. Hey, that's Avengers. And then they come in with the line or something. I tell you, I'm going to give you, you the phone number the for yourself. BBC London because they'd love that. Here's my feature. It's much better because <laughs> I'm an award winner, right? We're gonna, you know, you know, they, you know they um, twin cities. You know that, don't you, Paul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'll twin... They'll twin a city in one country with, like, a city in another country, right? Well, where I come from, it's Marley, and it's twin with Ziegen in uh, Germany. It's always twin with somewhere that you imagine um, that you imagine must be, be quite exotic, and you think, well, why have they twinned it with our crappy town? I live in Slough at the moment. Yeah, it's got to be better than Marley, yeah. yeah. Right, so here we... Um, hang, right, Paul, sorry, Paul, Paul, did you... Kath's telling me something on screen. Kath, come on the microphone. Did, I, did he say that just now? What, what did he say? When you were talking and you saying you were an award winner, I distinctly heard Paul, and maybe, maybe I'm hearing things, I distinctly heard Paul. Hey, don't tell me what he said. Pony. Paul, <laughs> Paul, I'm giving, I'm doing what yeah. I would do with my kids here. Catherine's, Catherine's got some information. I missed something because I'm, I'm a busy guy. Would you oh like to God, tell me what you, nice would you like to tell me what you said before Catherine tells me? <laughs> I, I, I know, I can't. It's gone. Can't Come on, remember. it's better it comes from you. Come on, Paul. <laughs> I will be less angry. Come on, ang- tell him, tell him, Paul. I will be less angry Paul, if you tell you- <laughs> When you said you'd won an award, I just said, not, not for a while. I'm not, I'm not saying you don't deserve one, oh, but better than a fact. Well, well, actually, I won an award oh. six months ago. Yeah, well... I'm out of the blue on here. Uh, Which right. one was it? <laughs> all right, all right, Paul. You, you, Paul. Paul's 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 on uh, on my SH1T list, um, which is another feature <laughs> I'm going to be doing. Callers that I don't like, but I'll take that. <laughs> but here's what we're going to do, right? We're going to twin callers. 
Oh. Yo, better than, oh, hey, dude, why didn't you play a sound from a movie and then people phone up and go, yo, I'm hearing hey, Titanic. Man, I was giving you I'm ideas. Hey, Titanic, I'm, man. I didn't realize, I didn't realize that you have to call people to get ideas from them because no, you I can't don't, come up on your I own. don't. I, I, and I'm an award winner. All right, I've not won an award in 2018, but, but I, I, I've won, I've won awards for broadcasting. Um, uh, uh, and I will probably win some more if I find the right people to bribe uh, again. I'm, so, <laughs> There's more to come, I'm sure. Yeah, there'll, there'll be more to come in your face in a minute, Paul. And I don't mean it like that. I mean a fist. <laughs> I'm going I'm to fist you in so the well. face. I, I, I believe, I yes, believe in you, Ian. I thank, believe in thank you. Thank you, Carlos. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, Paul, what, can I just, just to clarify for legal reasons, I wasn't in, in any way um, saying I was going to ejaculate in your face. That was not... It was a, a, it was, <laughs> it was a punch. I thought I said you were going to fist me. In, right, okay. Yeah. It's, gonna, it's a punch. So... <laughs> Here we go. So we're twinning. This is a great feature. This is going to work. So we're twinning callers. And the first callers to be twinned are Carlos in New York. And Paul, where, whereabouts are you, mate, did you say? Well, I, I'm from Marley in Leeds. Is that where you live? Well, I'm in Halifax now. Right, well, so you're from Halifax. Well, yeah. Not original. Well, original no, well, no, 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 hang on a minute. When someone say, asks, where are you from... <laughs> Who says, oh, I was, brought, I was uh, uh, originally from my... Who says where they were originally from? You say where you live, don't you? Never forget where you come from. <laughs> <laughs> but how long have you been in Halifax? Uh, about five years now. Right, so you live in Halifax? Yeah, can but I, I had 31 years in Leeds. Can I ask you a question? When you say Halifax, do you mean Bradford? No, 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 God, no. How far away yeah. are you from Bradford? Uh, far enough. Okay, well, I'm not convinced. All right. I'm, I'm, near, I'm, near, I'm near, well, Sowerby Bridge. Where do you uh, live? Bridge. Where do you live? I don't think you even <laughs> know where you live. Carlos, your fan right. is a lunatic. He's a drug-addled lunatic. Hey, hey, he's my twin, all right? He's my twin. <laughs> I accept. And I Carlos accept has him, got right? it. Carlos has got it. Right. You've got to defend uh, your twin, even if they are a loser. Exactly. My yeah, mother bro. told me to watch after him. I will. All right. <laughs> brother, right. brother from another mother. There we go. All right, Paul. Thank you. You're a good sport, Carlos. Thank you very much indeed. It's the new feature, guys. Um, we're twinning listeners, and I'm going to write these down, and then if I remember, I'll, I'll type these up one day. So, if you want to be twinned with another caller, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We've got Carlos. He's twinned with Paul. Put it like that, it doesn't actually sound like that good a feature, does it? Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand uh is the phone number. Will cost you pennies, free probably for most of you. Speak to Catherine. We'll get Catherine in after midnight and um uh, we'll bully her mercilessly. Um, you speak to Catherine, she'll take your name and number and give you a call straight back. You can call in about anything. We're talking, we've spoken about after um, I got to meet one of the slightly lesser Beach Boys, Bruce Johnston, but still a thrill for me. And uh, saw the brilliant documentary about Frank Sybottom today that um, hopefully is going to be released probably late this year, early next year. And it's great. Celebrating... People who are on the fringes that have made your life better 
Um, oh, here's one. Um, my boys took me out for breakfast on Sunday for Father's Day. And we got, and I don't remember why, but we got talking. This was great. We got talking about Uri Geller. And I've worked with Uri Geller. I've not seen him for years, but worked with him. And I was telling my, my eldest, oh, there's a man who claims he can bend a spoon with the power of his mind. Now, I've seen him do it. He's bent a spoon for me. I used to have it. He signed it. I haven't got it anymore. Um, and it was a spoon I gave him, and he bent it. I don't believe he does it with his mind. I think it's a trick. Well, I know it's a trick, but it's a bloody good one. It's a really, really good one. So we were sat there at this um, this, this park looking up Uri Geller videos on my phone. And my boy was like, whoa, well, how does he do it? I said, oh, well, he thinks he does it. He claims he does it with the mind. I think it's a trick. Um, maybe some people think he puts like a little chemical on his fingers and that makes it makes it melt. But I've seen him do it with a spoon I gave him. It wasn't a dodgy spoon and it's, it's it looks brilliant. It does when he's there and he's doing it right in front of me. And it starts wobbling. You, it's, it's mind-blowing. So then me and my boy got some spoons. Oh, it was great. And we sat there trying to... And I haven't done that. I was 14 the last time I tried to bend a spoon with my mind. I remember me and my friend Wayne was, was sat um, backstage at something and for school and we, we were trying to bend spoons with our mind. And um, me and my eight-year-old were sat there stroking a, a sp- these spoons concentrating and trying to get them to bend oh it was wonderful it was wonderful we should get uri on let's get uri, let's get uri on I, I like him a lot he's um he's potty he's bonkers and he's absolutely delightful i like him a lot oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone i told you i we had him on uh, we used to get him on rise the, the breakfast show i did that wasn't the big breakfast he used to come on quite a lot and once he had this weird belt on and the buckle, the buckle was in like a shape of a gun or something. And I went, Uri, I love your belt. He said, oh, yes, this belt. And he whipped the belt off. He went, look, look at this buckle. Isn't it beautiful? And if you turn it like this, there's a hole and it turns into a bong. And this was on, on live TV. He had a bong belt. Flipping stoner. Good evening, Sloop John B. Howdy, Ian. How are you, fella? None of your freaking business. And that is the correct answer. I uh, wanted to call in about people on the fringe. Yeah, go on. Right, well, basically, what happened was, over Christmas, the last one gone, I actually interviewed somebody by accident on Instagram who happens to have worked with my all-time hero, The Alchemist, um, sort of before he was famous. Now, Now, you say before he was famous... Um, well, the alchemist hasn't hasn't entered my sphere. He sounds like a wrestler. He does sound like a wrestler, but he's actually a hip hop producer. Okay, okay, fair enough. Yep, yep. All right. And what happened was Mocha was using Instagram for the first time and doing a live. You know, you do the Instagram live thing. He was no. uh, doing that. Yeah. And what happened was I. Pr- there was a lot of people talking a lot of rubbish, but I was actually asking them questions. And what yeah. happened was when everyone peeled off, yeah. I ended up having a half an hour conversation hey. in which I texted him. Wow. And he replied to me. Wow. But it was the first time I essentially had to interview someone. I wanted to call you about this before because it was quite an emotional experience yeah. for me. So who is Mocha you were speaking to? Who is Mocha? 
Mocha is a Canadian rapper, okay. and he was part of a group called the Swollen Members, which, despite the name, they're not misogynistic, quite the opposite. Okay, wow. And Fruity. what happened was, the Alchemist always makes a joke, and he says, people, con- nerds tell me that I haven't made good music since I worked with the Swollen Members and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I, in- and I interviewed him, and it was, it was, it was a, a kind of a confusing experience, because... Yeah. Um, well, two things. First, I, I, we talked, and then he told me about um, why he left the Swallow members after I asked him. Yeah. But it was like I'd asked a bad question. I had to apologize, and he said it was fine. Oh. Uh, but then he gave me, I said to, I asked him about the alchemist, and, and I sort of was fumbling, and he said, cool down, dude, what are you trying to ask me? And he did that thing where he called him by his real name. Yeah. He went, oh, you're asking me about Daniel. And I sort of went, oh, my God. Uh-oh. You know, it was incredible. But he told me something, and I can't actually say it on air. I don't want to. No? Then don't break any confidences, then. Yeah, but it was something so unbelievably juicy that it was it was just an incredible experience. I was going through quite a low period in yeah. my life at the time. Yeah. And it he, was just something he gave you, where... He gave you I, some juice to, to keep you keep you going. Yeah, but it was no, no. It, it wasn't anything bad. It was actually something quite positive. But yeah. he, but but one of the most amazing things was as 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 our thing was coming to an end, yeah. he sort of was like, "Look, can I go to bed now?" And I said to him, "Listen, I'm sorry to have asked you about the alchemist. You know, I'm just a huge fan." He was like, "Mate, I can tell, and I get it all the time. You know, it's like if, you know if someone asked you about Mackenzie, yeah, it would be one of those things where you go, well, you you know, you're not really asking about me here. You're asking about him. But we were friends." Oh you know, at a certain point and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it was just an amazing thing. But I realized that I, with, with interviewing, it's a tough thing. And what I wanted to ask you, Ian, yes. was how do you keep your cool, man, sometimes when you're dealing with someone like that? That, that means a lot to you. Well, here's the thing. When, when I met Bruce Johnson on Saturday, I didn't keep my cool. And I gushed. And I, I, I just laughed. And I said to him, yeah. man, I flipping love you, brother. I kept calling him brother. I love you so much, brother. I think you're brilliant. Because I thought, I'm going to have... 45 seconds with this bloke. I'm never going to see him again. I'm just going to, I'm just going to gush. I'm going to gush. And I I did. And I was, we had about a minute and a half, actually. And it was just, he wasn't interested in me. He was interested in in Catherine, who's an attractive young woman. (laughs) Of course he wasn't interested. I can't blame him. No, I don't blame him either, but I just went, you know. I'm calling on Thursday again. There we go. Here we go. Um, yeah. sometimes there, there, there are very few that, that phase me, but when they do, I kind of just enjoy being phased, you know, cause it's, yeah, it's I was shaking. I was yeah. shaking like afterwards. I couldn't believe it. And I have just one last question and then you can cut me loose. Okay. I heard a monkey song, Pleasant Valley Sunday. Yeah, yeah. It is one of the best songs yeah. I've ever heard, mate. What is an entry level monkeys album? Cause I loved it. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this one. It's called the monkeys greatest hits. No, 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 no. Come on, come on. No. I'm not that much of a musical idiot, dude. Get in there. Like, get, a, the get, a mon- get a monkey's greatest hits. Yeah, but the thing is, I saw Head yeah. years ago oh, in a, oh, I've got to be careful how I say this, in a somewhat altered state. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I, watched it, it I, I watched it when I was tripping. I don't know if that's what you mean. Yeah. Okay. We don't yeah. encourage, we uh, don't I'm condone, but it. I did, you know. It's a, psych- it's, yeah. a, it's a film that was written by the monkeys and Jack Nicholson while they were all on acid, so in for a penny. And I did, and someone showed it to me on a VHS, yeah. and I watched it for the first time recently, again, after after, after that Some period. film, huh? Some film. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. But, what, come on, the greatest hits is a bit crappy. What, what's, what's, what, what's the entry-level album? What's a good album? 
if you ask me about the Beastie Boys, I'll tell you the album's getting into straight away. I wouldn't uh, say great. All right, well, there's, 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 right, 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 well, um, all right, Pisces, Aquarius, Capricorn and Jones. Done. There you go. Thank you, man. Take care. 0344, for, this is the Monkeys Albums Advice Helpline. How may, how may we service you? 03444991000 is the telephone number. If you want to um, give me a call, you'd be very welcome to. I'm very excited because I'm going to New York City on w- 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 Wednesday. And I'm seeing um busy, busy itinerary. Do you remember last week we had Ryan and Chris, we had Chris on for a bit and then he bottled it and he hung up. But we had Ryan and Chris on from the Take It Away Paul McCartney podcast. Well, Ryan, who lives in California, is going to be in New York this week. He's there now. So I'm meeting Ryan on Thursday to go and have a look around Atlantic Records. Wow, I might bump into Stephen Stills. I might get signed up by Atlantic Records. So I'm doing that Thursday, getting Wednesday night, doing that Thursday morning. Thursday night, I'm, I'm meeting Imani Coppola. Friday, I'm going to go and see the monkeys and go record shopping in the morning and go and see the monkeys. Saturday, I'm going to go find a, a meeting because it's a celebration meeting, and then go and see the monkeys. And I think, I think, I've been told by Nesmith's son, Christian, that I have passes. Now, I don't know what these passes, again, I don't know what these passes will entitle me to, but we're put, I'm putting out a record by Michael Nesmith, which is, is coming out soon. You can order it now. Um, Michael Nesmith and the First National Band Live. Uh, 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 and so I kind of just emailed and said, hey, I'm going to be, I'm going to come and see these shows. And so here's somewhere I'll put you on there. I'll get you some passes. I don't know what that means. Um, and then Sunday, I'm going to do some more record shopping and eating burgers. And then I'm going to go and hang out with Keith and the girl and do their podcast, which will be exciting. And then and then Monday, I've made a terrible boo-boo with the flight back on Monday. Right, It, it, it flies out at 11 o'clock Monday night, New York time. That's 4 o'clock in the morning, Tuesday morning, Brit- UK British time. So I land... At 11 o'clock Tuesday morning, UK British time. And then I'm on the air that night. I've made a terrible, terrible mistake with my scheduling, scheduling. I'm going to be a wreck on Tuesday night next week. Ah, well, who cares? Who gives a stuff? It's not a proper job. It's just sitting here and talking. That's all it is. There's no effort involved. Another hour of this nonsense to go. Dear listener, we will invite Catherine in after midnight and um, you can give us a call about absolutely anything you want. We've talked about Uri Geller. We've talked about uh, people on the fringes. We've talked about idiots that deconstruct sports games and it's only because they're too thick to read a book. 0344 499 1000. 0344 499 1000. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Take a far out trip into the twilight zone of late night radio with Ian. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Here we go. Last hour of the show before Paul Ross comes in. 0344. Is Andy for me? Oh, beautiful. 03444991000. You can call in about anything you want. Some of the things we've talked about, we've been celebrating um, those people on the fringes that have brought joy 
and excitement and pleasure and happiness to our lives. Frank Sybottom, Bruce Johnson of the Beach Boys for me. Someone phoned up with Charlie Chuck. Anyone else you want to throw into that? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We've talked about Urigella. Uh, escaping the World Cup. Thank you for the coffee. Hey, welcome. Uh, Catherine Boyle joins me in the studio. Let's talk to Andy, and then you and I can have a little chitty chat. Good evening, Andy. Hey, Ian, how you doing? You Very right? well, mate. What you got for us tonight, please, sir? You were just talking about people on a fringe. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I really love fringe entertainers, so yeah. I just thought, I'd, if I can, recommend a few names to you. Yeah, please do, mate. Go maybe, on. Maybe the people that you've heard before, but the people who made a huge difference to me yes. in terms of the entertainment I've enjoyed. The first one is Lucy Spraggan. So Lucy who, Spraggan? Yeah, she was on X Factor, but she ended up doing her own thing. Hang on a minute, Catherine uh, is, Catherine's nodding. Yeah, do you remember when we went to that, that Samaritans thing? Uh, at the top uh, of the uh, BT yes, Tower. She, she was there, yeah. There. So what did... What, 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 okay, so what was she doing on X Factor, and then what was her own thing, Andy? Okay, she was on X Factor as one of the contestants, and then she dropped out. I think she got ill, um, to cut a short story... To cut a long story short. Yes. But then she ended up just doing a lot of the gay prides oh. and a lot of the LGBT stuff, yeah. stuff like that. Oh, um, and her music is... It's, it's really weird to describe. Yeah. I, I, I'm not an X Factor fan at all, I'll be honest with you. But if it wasn't for X Factor, I would never have heard her music. There you go. And her music, it's no exaggeration, is what's really kept me alive when I've really struggled. Hey, no, so, I get I get it. And um, that's that's genuinely... Brilliant, and I know what you mean, and it's and it's nice, you know. I, hey, listen, I'm, I like the Beach Boys and Monkeys. They were huge, multi-million selling acts. But also, it's nice when you've got something that is kind of your little secret. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I went to a festival on Saturday where she was playing, yeah. um, and she did a little bit of a meet and greet afterwards. And I, I just, I tried to get near meeting her, but I just, I gushed as soon as I even saw her. That's all right. So it's kind of like one day I'll do it, one day. But you know, yeah. well, when today's not that day. Yeah, well, you know, I do a little bit of gushing now and then. I, do, I don't. I say I gushed with with Bruce Johnston. You know, it's like. I'm a 45-year-old man, and he's a 75-year-old man. You know, do you know? And I, I just gushed. I didn't care. I've not got a problem with that. So some people, I think it's completely appropriate. It's difficult, isn't it? Because you really want to meet your heroes and thank them for everything they've done for you. But you also just want to kind of just respect them and leave them alone to get on with their lives. Also, what I want... Say thank I, you, and then... And I don't know if you're the same, Andy. What I want is I want them to notice that I am different from all of the other fans that have approached them, and I want them to kind of lean over and say, hey, do you know what? I think we'd be friends. Here's my phone number. Give us a call, and we'll, we'll go so and see nice, a movie. That's what I want. And can I tell you, the only time it's, it's happened once... Right, it's happened once, and it was with Steve Gutenberg, the actor. Yeah. The only time where I did an interview, actually twice, but at the end of the interview with Steve Gutenberg, he he said that went really well. I really enjoyed that. What are you doing tomorrow? And I said, Oh, nothing. He said, Oh, do you fancy going out for dinner? And I went, Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll give you a call. Right, thinking well, he's he's just being polite. But then we went out for dinner the next night. It was incredible. That is so cool. Yeah, it was cool. That's yeah. the only time. Everyone else like, yeah, whatever. Jog on, buddy. Because I'm, I'm a bit of a... When, when there's somebody that I really admire, yeah. I'll reach out to them through Facebook, yeah. and I'll just say, uh, I hope you don't mind me taking your time up, but I just wanted to let you know yes. um, you know that I'm a fan. And that brings me on to the next person that I'd recommend, who's Matt Ricardo. How do I know? I know that name. How do I know that name? 
Matt Ricardo was, um, he, he was in an advert a short while ago, and he's been on the Jonathan Ross show and whatnot. Yes. He's the only person in the UK who can do the tablecloth trick, where he whips the tablecloth yes. off, yes. but then he puts it back on. He puts the tablecloth back on yes. under the crockery? Yeah. At speed or slowly? Uh, at speed. Shut up, man. Is it? It's incredible. I promise you, you've never yeah, seen know, anything like it. I know it. Catherine's miming it. I know what the tablecloth thing is. You whip it out. Yeah, I'm just imagining how you would zip it back up. It's, if, if you go on to... Uh, if you type into YouTube, yes. Matt Ricardo Showreel, you will have never seen anything like it. Let's find this Matt Ricardo on the Jonathan it's Ross superb. Show. There we go. Matt Ricardo tablecloth trick. Uh... Uh, right, Matt Ricardo. Uh, right, let's go. Former heavyweight world champion. Oh, just those idiots at talk sport. Even <laughs> <laughs> the news is about sport. Right, yeah. introduce him. Hang on, right, so here's Matt Ricardo. Let's see, I don't want to do the whole thing. So he's just right. There we go. So he's going to whip the table oh, out. <laughs> right, he's whipped it out. He's going to skip forward a bit. Now he's holding the tablecloth. There's, there's. Wait, he's, Flipping it. Oh. Flipping it, he did. Satin tablecloth, it's that cheating, seems to be the secret. He's cheating, and everything was stuck down with glue. <laughs> <laughs> everything everything is suspended two millimetres off the table by invisible fishing wires. That's what it is. I've worked out how this Matt Ricardo that's, Yeah, that's I got it. I got, I, got this, I got this Ricardo kid sussed. Hmm. I know what's going on. But do watch his show reel. It's, it's phenomenal. He's you know a gentleman juggling the call him and... I like He's a good old-fashioned. Uh, I like a good old-fashioned variety act, and um, yes, that looks like that. Hey, nice one, and Andy. Third, Thank you, man. The third person, yeah. just really quick. The Go third on. I was going to suggest is Chris Lynham. I don't know if you know. Oh Chris. God! Now, funnily enough, I've seen Chris a few times, right? And I, I first saw Chris when I was fifteen, yeah. and he was supporting Frank Sidebottom at the Marquee. <sighs> Oh, and what a show. Man alive. Uh, and I was 15, 16. I was a bit drunk. I was in the marquee in London. Went and see Frank. I've, I've shown you Chris Lynham before. He's the fella that... Well, let's cut to the chase. He does a really weird act that isn't really stand-up. He eats a lot of chocolate. And then he strips off um, and shoves a, a Roman candle up his ass And lights it. And Don't lights it. it. Don't do that at home. Do it. Don't. Do it. Don't. I could do that. I reckon it's doable. If we do it once. It doesn't, no, because the Roman candle, it just spurts out. It doesn't, it doesn't, like, take off. You wouldn't put a rocket up there. That would be insane. But Roman candle, yeah. And, um, he lives in, he lived in Zimbabwe, and he would come over here and do, like, a load of gigs to get some money, then go back and do up this farmhouse. But, um, he's still going, Andy, Chris Lynham. Well, I saw him about six months ago, right. and one of my best mates, Matt, surprised me after the show. Because yeah. he vanished after after Chris had been on. Yeah. Matt vanished for about half an hour, yeah. and then just as we were walking home, he went, "I've got you the Roman candle." Uh, not and the... he'd been outside searching for about half an hour for it. Not the one he used. It. Yeah, the one he used. Blimey! It's, uh... <laughs> it's an unusual souvenir, but it's something that I'll always treasure. I'm going to cut you off now, Andy. <laughs> Wash your hands, dirty boy. <laughs> Dirty, dirty boy. Um, let's go to Paul. Good evening, Paul. Evening, both. How you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks, man. What have you got? Good, good. Yeah, I'm just talking about um those those fringe characters who've had like a big impact in your life. Yeah. Well, I was really, really fortunate a few years ago to um to meet the the poet laureate of the United States. Go on. 
I was well, I was writing um, an essay on him um, for for a university um, essay, yeah. and I, I contacted him and asked if I could, um, if there was any chance I could, um, you know, just get to an interview with him yeah. so I could use parts of that in this essay, and he didn't really get back to me. So I managed to get tickets to um, a launch event. It was like free tickets anyway, but a launch event which was taking place in London. Um, to one of his, his, his poetry readings. So the Poet it? Laureate of the United States? Yeah. Is that an official title, or is that something he's awarded himself? No, that's the official title. Wow. It's not quite as, it's not quite as prestigious as the Poet Laureateship in, in the UK, because ours has gone on for, for far longer. Mm. Um, and ours lasts ten years. Yeah. So our current Poet Laureate is um, Caroline Duffy. Yeah. Um, he says yeah, in the US. That, didn't. I knew it was a woman, <laughs> but I couldn't have in, named her. In the US, it lasts for like two years, yeah. but you know, okay. it's, it's still it's still a great honour. And also, their version of the language is, is rubbish compared to ours. And also, well, they call them poems. Yeah, they call them poems by. And if your name <laughs> is Graham, they call you Graham. So it'd be poems Gra- by poems by Graham or Craig's poems. They, Craig's poems. <laughs> they do indeed call them poems. <laughs> uh, well, he's, he's, a, he's a New Yorker. He is right. He's a, he's a really nice guy, but he can't. Anyway, so I I went to um, this reading, and I yeah. I said to him, look, I um. I, I, I emailed you a couple of weeks ago. Is there any chance I could possibly um, have an email interview conversation when you get back to the US? Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, that's that's okay." I think he's a bit shocked because obviously I, you know, I come from South Wales to London and met him there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was really good. And he signed some books. He called me like a gentle researcher and oh. so on. And then a few years later, about two, two or three years later, I met him a second time. Yeah. Now, at this point, we've been having these regular email conversations, you know, back and forth, uh, just just like a, a real, almost like a, like an instant message conversation yeah. by email. Um, and we, I met him at the, um, the Ledbury uh, Poetry Festival. I went to watch him there. And there was a massive queue of people uh, waiting for him to have, like, you know, books signed and so on. Um, and I got to the front of the queue and I said, hi, Billy, and I'm not sure if you'll remember me, but I wrote this essay on you. And he was like... It's you. Oh, here we go. And he came round the front, and he had his, um, like, his, his PA take photos of me and him together. Hey, there you go. Um, and I felt like a proper celeb. Yes. Awesome, man. Like a proper hero of so, mine. Uh, you know? so, why, so why is he so good? He does uh, good rhyming. No, he, he doesn't tend to rhyme. He's, actually, not, a, he's, he's not a poet, then. He doesn't have have write poems. <laughs> he, he, can, he can run. Have, have a read of, um, of, of Billy Collins. He's really good. Okay. Uh, the, the trouble is that people say he's too accessible. He's too easy to read. Oh. But he's just, he's funny and he's good. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's really, really good. Hey, nice one, Paul. Thank you for that, man. All the best, both. Cheers, my dears. Ta-ta, ta-ta. I like this. This is a nice one. Celebrating people on the fringe that um, we probably won't have heard of, or we might have done, but uh, um, they mean something to you. They have in some way made the the painful, miserable existence we have on this bit of rock that's spinning through space have made it slightly more bearable, if only for a few seconds. 0344... Four nine nine one thousand. Hemo, stay there. We'll come to you next. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Monday to Friday, ten o'clock. Whatever. 
Let's go to Hemo. Good evening, Hemo. Howdy doody. Howdy doody, indeedly doodly. Uh, mine, mine is one of these fringe things as well. Yes. Uh, it's just uh, like every Christmas, I get reminded of one basically. Whenever I'm feeling down at Christmas and I put on that song, Merry Xmas, Everybody. Yeah. And I'm reminded of the great fringe that is Dave Hill's fringe. Yeah. The thing, thing is, I want to hate him. I want to hate him. But he's he's technically he's 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 spot on. I can't. That's it's a great fringe. Okay, we 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 got the joke. That's my fault for not being specific enough, isn't it, Catherine? Yeah. And so I have to let that one slide. As much as it calls me, I have to oh, let that you. one slide. Be quiet, please, Hammer. Yes. Be quiet. I have as much as it calls me. I have to let that one go through. You left the loophole. Yeah. There, Hemo is just exploiting that okay. loophole. Hemo, well done, mate. You've got one. Thanks. It's the only one I could think of as That's well. I was thinking of famous fringes. We got it. We got the joke. Okay. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. In the yeah. same way that um, uh, that bastard Billy Hayes has mm. killed the yes word or s word, he's killed it. God damn it. it. What you've done is you've meant you've made it now so that in the future, I am going to have to get all of my topics on all of my phone ins absolutely watertight. So oh, that yeah. um, so that scumbags like you can't mm-hmm. can't hoist me by my own petard. Just for a bit of fun, isn't it? Yeah. Well, no, you've had your fun. Mm-hmm. I hope you feel you've had your fun. I, I hope so. I mean, someone's had fun. It... It's not us, but okay. No. But what that means is, from now on, all of my topics are going to be really, really specific and less vague and airy fairy because of Good. you. Okay. Good. Okay. So thanks, thank- Trump. Break it. Okay, thank you for calling. No, no, I love you. There we go. What a, what a horrible he, human being. He says he loves us, but how could he? How could he? How so, could love hurt that much? So, I'm here tonight, I'm here tomorrow night, and I'm not here Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and next Monday. Catherine's here. I'm here all the time. Are you... You're hosting it? Yeah. Are you giving us any clues as to what we can expect, or are you just going to wait and unleash it all on Wednesday? Um, I I don't know yet, so there's no point. Um, You're going to say who's who's helping you shall out? Shall I? It's up to you. It's your gig, man. I don't. I'm not fussed either way. Well, it's exciting. Oh, that reminds me. You know, he's coming in tomorrow. Oh, so Tony Robinson. So Tony of Robinson. Hey, yeah, yeah. Tony Robinson's coming in tomorrow night. He'd forgotten. Who'd forgotten? Tony. I Had just he? got a message back going. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you'd forgotten. No, he'd forgotten. No, no, no. You'd forgotten. You no, thought I he thought was coming just... tonight. No, for a moment I did, but but no, you then always I remembered. the last three guests we've had. You've gone like ten minutes into the show. Oh, we've got a guest. I That's be... not true. Yes, it is true. No. Go on. No, the last three guests we've had. I've organised. So don't tell lies. <laughs> okay, right, but the ones you organised, you did. So, um... Here's a uh, tweet from Barbara. Ian, does the name Phil... Am I saying a rude name here? Phil V. Cock. Phil yes. V. Cock. Yes, Phil... But no, it doesn't I sound think... like filthy Cock. I think that's where she's going for. Phil V. Cock. Ring any bells? He has a connection with Squeeze. That says that's from Barbara Benton in Cyprus. I don't believe that's a real person, but that doesn't sound like Filthy Cock. No. Phil V Cock. That doesn't work. Or feel the maybe. Feel the no, doesn't. Phil. I say it quickly. Phil V Cock. So the surname is V E A. 
Oh, okay. Here we go. Sorry, sorry, Babs. I do, I, I do it properly. Okay, here we go. Does the name Phil V. Cock ring any bells? Phil V. Cock ring any bells? To do with squeeze. Has a connection with squeeze. So Phil V. Cock ring any bells? So it's a co- <laughs> okay. Well done. We got it. I knew it was a rude name, and I couldn't work it out. But thank you, Barbara. So, yeah, do you want to say who's coming in on... Yeah. Go on, then. Uh, Katie Pockery. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. And it's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> let's, not, let's not get carried away, Catherine. It is. It's totally going to be fun. So Catherine is hosting... Um, and Katie Puckrick is co-host. Yes. And the only reason that Catherine has asked Katie to co-host is because she's hoping that she can trick her into being her friend. I think we're already friends. Oh, no, really? Wowzers. Yeah, we've been texting. Have you? Yeah. It's exciting. Um, it's the only time I'm going to listen back to the show. I can never listen to the shows when I'm off. I listened to a little bit of the last time Tommy stood in for me just because I was driving back. I had the kids in the car. We'd been to see the Bare Naked Ladies. That was it. And we were driving back. And I thought, well, I'll have a little listen. Uh, and then I texted in, texted the boss saying, this is, this, is, this is good. But Catherine's obviously, you know, the star out of these two. Um, give her her own show. And that is what the, the ultimately has driven us to this madness of you actually having your own show. I know. It won't last. Of course it won't. How could it? Well, you're doing it for these four. And then you, you're doing it in August when I'm off as well, aren't you? I think so, yeah. Unless you kill somebody, someone well, dies. Things could happen between well, now and then. The last, the, the last time you you did a show, it was unlucky that someone passed away. So the chances of it happening a second time were very slim. But yet they did. So just if, if it happened a third my... time this time, it'll be very unlucky. Yeah, just be a bit more careful. Um, I mean, nunchucks. But usual. I mean, the usual. But phone call people can call yeah. in. Usual stuff. You can bring in about what you want, and but instead of talking balls to you, yes. we'll be talking balls to Katie Puckrick. You can watch it. On my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Ian Lee, your Twitter feed, your Periscope feed. Yeah, it's Flipping Kath. Flipping without a G, Kath with a K, Flipping Kath on Twitter. On Twitter and on Periscope, you'll be able to watch it there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, call in and... It's going to be fun. Here's the thing. Catherine... Uh, is a lot more miserable than... Uh, not miserable, that's probably an inappropriate word to use with you in the room. Mm. Is a lot firmer than me. So all I'd say is, Caddick, George, uh, all up the callers... Game. Up your game, guys. Up your game. Up your, I'll let any old chancer on. you got to up your game for Catherine. I like a tight game. Um, so no slacks. Well, are we, I'm looking forward to it. Are you nervous? No. When was the last time you hosted a show? By myself? Yeah. Was it this century? Yes. Okay. Okay. It was this century. It. Yeah, it was this century. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was probably like, well, just probably, um, I've just had my eldest maybe, so 2008. Wow, man. Ten years. That's nuts, isn't it? I think you're brilliant. I've always thought you're brilliant, so I think it's it's great. Thank you. But something happens when you have babies. All of a sudden, um, yeah. you're invisible to bosses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there is an element of truth in that. For you know, and people women. assuming that it's all too much for you. And you think, yeah. you, do you know what I deal with? <laughs> when we were at, at the BBC, which is where me and Catherine met at a local radio station, the the amount of um, uh. Um, Ian, oh, and this is a good point. I'll come to that in a minute, Ian. 
Uh, but the amount of people... In fact, no, I'll, I can tie it in with this. Ian has just emailed. Ian, your show is sounding too nice. Well, he's put sounded. Your show is sounded too nice, so you're a dick for not <laughs> being able to do that properly. Ian, your show is sounded too nice. Can you start being horrible? Well done to Catherine for putting Tommy out of work. Um, I can, actually, Ian. Oh, you're a dick! Because he, I've seen what his name is. His surname is is a dick, and his first name is Ian. <laughs> Jesus, why, how am I falling for this bullshine? But the people, uh, um, we saw people who were rubbish getting their own shows and kids getting their own shows. And I, I kind of like the idea of giving kids their own shows because you've got to learn and all that. But at the expense of people who've got a bit of life experience, that was you that Yeah, one. it was, yeah. The expense of people who've got a bit of life experience is it's a bad call. It's just because they're cheap. That's what it was. I was cheap. Yeah, well. It gets to the point where you think... All right, I, I'm. It's a conscious ignoring of me now, but I think because I'd always, I'd always gone at my job trying to be the best yeah. version of me I could be in whatever particular position I was in. So I became a good producer, and I think unfortunately, when you're a good producer, um, in some places, that's all you're ever gonna be to the boss, um, and uh, and they can't feel behind you, so. They don't put you in the same category as the, the quote-unquote proper presenters. Just to flag up, um, out of the two of us, uh, between the two of us, how long have you been working in radio? Since 2000. All right, 18 so years. 18, 20 for me. So, it, so we've got 38 years of radio experience. Uh, between the two of us, there is one upheld Ofcom. So far. So far. Well, I've got one that's, that's very touch-and-go. It's the closest I've been, but so far it's only one. And just remind me which one out of us has that Ofcom? Me, but it's kind of your fault. Okay. Mm. You're close to getting a second one. Could you apologise to Barbara Benton in Cyprus, please? Why? She's the one who said, does the name Phil V. Cock ring any bells? Why am I apologising to that filth monger? Well, they've just libelled her. So now you've really got to do an apology. She's tweeted in, it's not what you think. Uh, Phil plays saxophone for Jules Holland. So I've Googled Phil V. Cock. He's a saxophonist for Squeeze. And, he blows and, and, a horn. So, you, you said it. You have to. I, I apologise, Barbara Benton. I, I, I completely apologise for my colleagues. I'm not sorry. Filthy libelling of you. Don't apologise for me. Well, you it did to, sound rude. You need to apologise to sound, Barbara Benton. You said Barbara Benton wasn't real. That's worse. It does. Well, Barbara Benton sounds like a made-up name. I think that Phil V. Cock ring any bells does sound rude. And I think most people would agree. Okay. You, Just, on the other hand, yeah. have really upset Barbara there by I suggesting she, she's not real. I don't think she is real. But then I click on it and she, there is a picture of her. But Barbara, she's a drummer. Here we go. Bar- Barbara, Barbara Benton. I'm a 45-year-old who loves playing the drums, guitar and singing. What, at the same time? Wow. It's possible. One-man bands. You don't see one-man bands anymore. Thank Christ. <laughs> also adore going to see good stand-up comedy. And she lives in Cyprus. Oh, well. It does, she doesn't really care. She can't, you can't complain about us to Ofcom if you live abroad. It no. doesn't work. No. Last 30 minutes of this show, 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Hey, so here's a warning, guys. Do you remember last week we heard about the um, new, and it sounded very exciting to me, very exciting, magnet fishing. 
Oh, are you? Where you get a giant magnet and you dip it in the water and you go fishing. It sounds like a lot of fun. Well, it's not so. A dad and his son have died doing it. <gasps> it's, a re- it's a really serious thing. This is a really sad story. This is not a joke at all. A dad and his son died in a canal on a magnet fishing expedition together. So this is the thing where you get a massive magnet on a bit of rope and you kind of put it in like a lake or a canal or something and you hook out, well, hopefully, the guy last week hooked out a safe filled with treasure. Yeah. He must have had a winch. Yeah, he must have done. Oh, this is really sad. This was this weekend it happened. The duo had set out on 6.30am for a bonding trip on the eve of Father's Day. But a dog walker raised the alarm after spotting belongings, including a jacket and car keys at the water's edge. Um, bodies recovered. Martin and Jack Andrews, aged 43 and 19. Isn't oh, that what sad? a shame. Isn't that sad? Um, the speculation, one had fallen into canal and the other went to help. Um, uh, the, the, the man's wife told us they had gone magnet fishing and she expected them back at lunchtime. It's the saddest story, right? Really, really sad. You know, always sad when people die. But, you know, when it's like two generations of a family like that, it's that's... Um, Clearly some sort of accident. It's heartbreaking, it's isn't it? But um, this is the second time... To- so, so this magnet fishing is a thing then, is it? It's a real... It's a thing. I, I hadn't heard of it until no. Thursday or Friday of last week. It's only the second time I've ever heard of it. If any, this is a long shot, guys, and I need to phrase this in a way so that Hemo can't phone in with a joke. Yeah, I went magnet fishing, uh, and I caught a magnet. I got you there. You threw it back. Aye, but I stuck to my car. So don't. But is there, if anyone's ever done this. Because so we hadn't heard of this until last week, and now um, it's another magnet fishing story. Yeah, I know. Seems like everyone's at it. It seems like everyone. I mean, it's Except like, us. So I, I'm kind of, I mean, that's a really sad story. I don't in any way want to make light of that poor family's tragedy. It only happened this weekend. Horrendous. But um, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued. I wonder, can you see if there's like a, uh, um, a magnet fishing group near me that i can go and um and have a go have a go with because it, it I, I mean what what really can you can you get can you can you get out of it oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand if you've ever been um i'd love to know about it um let's go to julian evening julian hi there ian hello julian what, what, what you got for us well, I'm wondering if Catherine's on her own next week. Why is Tommy not coming in? Are you paying attention, Julian? As usual, I've got half an ear to the radio. What did, what did you say? I won't be on my own. Oh, you won't? Who, who, I didn't hear who's joining you. I'm not telling you now. Is it Tommy? No. Okay. Well, if it's not Tommy, it doesn't count. But I think I'll it still does. Listen. I think it counts more. Well, I can't wait to find out I'm, who it is. I'm confident in the selection. It's someone that I um, pushed for. and Big big shoes to fill. She's tiny, actually. Okay. Well, but I don't know what size uh, shoes Tommy Boyd has, but he is he's somebody not, He's who, quite wee, actually. He's, is, he's, is he small? Sh- Tommy's tiny, man. I know, but metaphorically speaking... So hang on a minute, hang on a minute, Julian. You're phoning yeah. up to say that... 
the person Catherine has got co-presenting with her, which she announced ten minutes ago, but you were too busy um, uh, masturbating over episodes of Magpie and Wide Awake Club to hear it properly. I don't back that. I don't go back that far. YouTube. I know he was on. uh, I know he loved Timmy Mallet. Right. Okay. So you you have phoned up to say that the the professional co-host that Catherine has sequestered for the shows this week has got to fill the shoes of the guy that sometimes stands in for me. What is this insanity you're banging on about? You are you some kind of dr- drug fiend? What is your? What are you on about? Uh, well, I phoned up because I thought she was on her own. I didn't know that she had someone else. And whoever it is, I hope he or she does a great job. It's a, it's she, a lady, apparently. She. She. But, okay. But, good. But 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 I don't understand why you're hard for Tommy Boyd, <laughs> an occasional stand-in for me. Is it, well, like you said about your um, music earlier on, that it takes you back to when you were 15. Okay. I was listening to Tommy Boyd when I was 15. Okay. Okay. I guess that's, that's what it why is. I, I get it. It's, 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 a, yeah. it's a sexual thing. Okay, I get it. I, that, <laughs> makes, that makes sense, Julian. Thanks very much indeed. Julian, seriously, man. You're not even listening. No, and every time. So it's he just listen to my show, hoping that I won't be in mm. and that Tommy Boyd will be yeah, in. That's the only reason he's listening. Wow. Every, every night disappointed. Every wow. Night. Um, good evening, Simon. I, uh, I for one, am glad that Tommy's not sitting in because uh, I just don't think he's a patch on the... Uh, on on this show, um, well, there's, there's not, think, you know, so, Tom, Tommy's great, and I don't want to I don't want to diss Tommy, but also I don't mm. want people phoning up dissing my friend and her choice of co-host because I'm not having no. That. Well, I'm quite looking forward to to to, Kath, to the Caf show. Yeah. Um. So look, I want to tell you about this little present I got when I was a kid. Here we go. Uh, Christmas present. Yeah. I never forget it. Never forget it. So come in a box, and. It, in the beginning, before you sort of put it together, it looks like a board game. Yeah. And um, you, you sort of take the box apart, and there's like this cardboard thing that you've got to um, move in a certain way and sort of bend these flaps out and put it yeah. together and construct it. Like Nintendo it, it, Labo. Yeah, 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 that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it ends up like a, a tube thing that you, you sort of put on the on the ground. Yeah. And you've got yeah. a couple of bits of wood in there, a couple of sticks and some string. And, um, and basically, it's magnetic fishing. Is that what we're talking about? I knew he was going. For, I knew he was going for a joke. It, it was but just I thought too it'd be elaborate, a funny wasn't one. it? I thought it would be a funny joke. Uh, I'll try again. No. no, don't bother me. No, just stop. Hey, so we went. Um, so we went and saw two films today. One was brilliant. One was boring. Mm, um, sad that as well because it could yeah, have been great. Could have been great. I enjoyed. I enjoyed a bit of it, but it was the first forty minutes was very dry. So we saw the Frank Sidebottom film, which yeah. is great, right? Which is really, really. It's good. called Being Frank. Yeah, and Steve Sullivan directed. I think it's going to be a big film, right? Which is great. And then we had some time to kill, so we thought we'd go into town and we'd see the documentary about Studio Fifty Four, the um, New York nightclub from the late 70s right and it was um you know famously very decadent sexually open a lot of drugs going around boobs uh, out but a lot of boobs out a lot of lot of you know beautiful young gay men and and, and beautiful young and old horny women it was uh, uh, you know horses horses but it went half boring wasn't oh it? man i feel like i was doing their books it was it really was dull but here's the thing that got me right 
So I bought a cup of coffee, and we shared a ham and cheese toasty. Oh, yeah. And I bought glass, uh, a cath a glass of wine. The glass of wine was £10. It's an outrage. £10? Yeah. For a glass of, like, Sauvignon Blanc or whatever. Yeah, yeah it was nice, though. But it wasn't £10 nice. Ten, and I'm thinking, you can buy a bottle of wine in Tesco's for a fiver. Next time what we do is we nip into a Tesco Extra, get a bottle and a straw. Yeah. £10 for a glass of wine. That's outrageous. I mean, even bearing in mind London prices, that is an extraordinary amount. Because I've not, I haven't bought booze for years and years and years, right? And, um, £10. I saw it come up on the till and I thought, bloody hell, that's outrageous. Is that, well, I mean, well, then you had, we had a glass of wine at the restaurant and that was £8. Yeah. That still felt a little bit, um, a little bit cheeky for me. Um, 0344 is the telephone number. Last 20 minutes before Paul Ross comes in and does his thing. This is The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, I'm just seeing on YouTube my recommended. There's an Andy Kaufman being interviewed by Orson Welles. Oh. That I've never seen before. Oh, we'll have some of that. We'll have that. I'm not going to bed tonight. We'll have some of that. Here's exciting news, and I was wondering when this was going to happen. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. By the way, I knew this was going to happen. I just didn't know when. The motorcycle sidecar is making an <gasps> unlikely comeback. Here we I go. I saw one last week. Oh, mate. I can't think of anything more terrifying, yet exhilarating, than sitting in a little sidecar. Because I bet they're really thin. My uncle Lawrence, um, my dad's uncle, um, used to have a sidecar. That was his family vehicle. It was him on the bike, obviously. My auntie Lena and the two children oh, in the man. sidecar. The motorcycle sidecar is making an unlikely comeback thanks to a new wave of interest from millennial hipsters. Sidecars were popular modes of family transport in the 1950s, but fell out of favour as cars became more affordable. Since then, they've been the butt of jokes and are associated with TV comedies such as Wallace and Gromit and Last of the Summer Wine. The Watsonian Squire, which has been making sidecars for more than a century... Is experienced its biggest demand for decades and is now shipping sidecars all over the world. Oh, the kids would love that on yeah. my moped. I don't think I'd be allowed, would I? No, well, not no. as a learner. Not as a learner, no. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to have it on a moped anyway, I don't think. You'd have to have. Well, Wallace and Gromit have, haven't they? No, well, they're made, well, they have it on a motorbike. Do they? Yeah, and they're made out of plasticine. There is that, yes. The Watsonian uh, uh, boss Ben Matthews has been taken aback by the boom in business. Boss? Ben Matthews has been taken aback by the boom in business uh, at his small factory in Morton in Marsh. He said, The current boom in laptop bikes like the Giant Bonneville has attracted a new younger crowd onto three wheels. We're selling to people who want to carry their young children or dog with them when they go for a ride. Wow. Flipping heck. That's incredible. I want one, man. Can we see... If we can get a motorcycle sidecar for the show, we can get it uh, branded up and we go on tour. When we go, we're going to Manchester. There's there's um, 15 tickets left for the Manchester show on July 28th. Uh, if you go to ianlee.com slash events, um, you can see all the dates then. But um, 
We could drive to Manchester, motorcycle and sidecar. I would love that. I'm not going in the sidecar, though. All right, I will. I'll have a book and I'll have <laughs> Your knees. Sorry? Your knees would be up by your nose. I don't, couldn't get less. It'd be fine. It'd be brilliant. You own enough about sitting in my mini. It'd be at... Sorry. <laughs> no, never... <laughs> Just to clarify, I've, I've never been inside Kath's Mini. Oh, you yes. mean your car? Yes. You mean your car? I'm so sorry. I, I For a second there, I, I thought that was something else. Her vagina. No. Does any, I'm going to say it on air. Does anyone else, dear listener, don't tell me on Twitter, because I'm not logged into Twitter. Um, I've done well to stay off Twitter. Treated a couple of things and deleted them immediately, because I'm flipping hate it. Does anyone else find the last hour of this show tedious, or is it just me? <laughs> I've got to say, I really do find the last hour of this show boring, uh, and, I, and, I'm, and that's not great for the host. It's not great. Uh, do you know what? Oh, I've just had a real hyper, a sense of hyper awareness of where I am and what I'm doing. Do you, do you yes. know what I mean? And every word is now a chore because I'm feeling every w- word come out of my mouth, and I'm really aware that I've got. Uh, 13 minutes and 15 seconds of the show. Oh, I'm really hyper aware of everything. Maybe that guy was right about us being in the Truman Show. And I've... Um... Why... Now you're not saying anything. Now that's weird. I haven't been given the script for this part. Ah! Oh, God. I'm sent here to, like... I'm that woman in the Truman Show that um, keeps him in the show. And stops him from going to the walls and pushing through them. <laughs> That's my job. Oh, I feel a bit funny now. But I do find the... Um, I do find the uh, last hour just a bit, just a bit boring. I, I don't know why. I, feel, I don't know why. Um, I, just, I feel I can do better. I know I can do better and I don't quite know what. Uh, I think that it's, um, this is a hard shift to do long term. And I think that you are due a holiday. But I'm not. I'm not really away for long. I should have taken more time. Anyway, anyway. Um, experts decode what your pet is trying to tell you. Oh. Barking, whining, or growling, or dragging their ass across the floor, are all ways for dogs to get their message across. Now scientists say they have strong evidence that man's best friend also uses gestures to communicate with us. Mm-hmm. One of the first systematic attempts to decode canine language has been conducted by the University of Salford. Researchers signed up 37 dogs. It's a big old survey whose owners filmed their everyday movements for the team to analyse. Rolling over, lifting paws and jumping were among the 19 gestures examined. Asking to be scratched, for a door to be opened, a toy to be fetched and for meals to be served were some of the requests that scientists believed they were making. Unsurprisingly, dogs have many ways of indicating they want food, including jumping, turning their head, lifting a paw, rubbing their nose and licking. The study, published in the journal Animal Cognition... The journal Animal Cognition... What's that about? No. Also said different dogs use different signals for the same request. For example... A dog might roll on their back or nose their owner's leg when asking for their tummy to be scratched. The researchers said, our study exposes impressive gesturing abilities in a non-primate mammal. Dear God. I need to call it in again. Look. Um, 
So here's what the gestures actually mean. Okay. Right, you got to guess what it is. Roll over. Tickle my tummy. Yeah. Well, it's what, yeah. I, it's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> head. Head under. Head under. Head under. Uh. Get me my toy. Oh. Head forward is scratch me. Hind leg stand. So that's that. Yeah. Pay attention to me. Play with me. <laughs> head turn. Going out. Get me that. <laughs> shuffle. Itchy bum. Scratch me. So, yeah. What's a shuffle? How does a dog shuffle? Hey, I'll tell you what I did with my youngest yesterday. We were off to a party. And uh, we had to walk. We walked a bit of the way. And this is what you need to do, everybody. He started skipping. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. So I started skipping. I haven't skipped in years. Just skipping along. It was incredible. You go faster than walking. And you it's go a not lot as, faster. Lo- not much not more effort. Not as tiring effort. as jogging. And it was, and it was fun. It was fun. Fun. Back leg up. Scratch me. Poor hover. Get me my toy. <laughs> Crawl under. Get me my toy. <laughs> Flick toy, which is my nickname at school. I'm hungry. <laughs> Jump. I'm hungry. Poor reach. High five. <laughs> no. Give me that. Nose. Scratch me. <laughs> Lick. Scratch me. Put the front paws on. Open it. <laughs> Paw rest. What's a... Po- Get me my toy. <laughs> Head rub. Get me my toy. Chomp. Oh. Play with me. <laughs> Paw tap. Get, Get me, me my, my toy. <laughs> So basically, a dog is asking either for you to get the toy or feed them. Well, there's none of the things that I've seen dogs do in there, like sniff, sniffing at your crotch, yeah, licking their lipstick, <laughs> God. humping my, their humping someone's leg. My um, friend's dog used to have a real thing about leather. So Give if someone was wearing a leather jacket. It used to go absolutely ballistic. And it would be bitch. humping them. And wow. he went somewhere once with a leather sofa, humped that. Ay, ay, ay. And, yeah. and did he... Finish, yeah. It finished? <laughs> There's dog spaff on the le- leather sofa. Yeah, you managed to find a groove in it. Wow. You know where the cushions meet the... So dogs... That is... That is um... I don't know what it was about the leather, but he certainly had a fetish. Well, I, I, no, I get it. I get it. Musky. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I would. I'd, I'd, if I was left in a house on my own, or people were sort of at the other end of the room, and there was a leather sofa, I'd hump it. But dogs... Yeah. I remember the moment when I realised that dogs weren't necessarily, you know, nice, sweet things like yeah. in The Lady and the Tramp, and they were mucky. Oh, I hate dogs. They're horrible, was, horrible creatures. The worst creatures in the world. I was. We were at my mum and dad's friend's house. Yeah. Les and Jean. Yeah. Oh. And they had a dog called Blue. Yeah. And he was. He was. Bit of blue. Jumped on my back and was going for it. And everyone was laughing. And I was too little to understand what was you? going on. I was probably about six. That's abuse. You were sexually abused by, by a blue. dog. I know. While, while your family looked on and laughed. in a circle and laughed. Yeah. That explains so much. They were like, oh, give over, Blue. Give that, over. Did he penetrate? He didn't penetrate you. No, of course he didn't. Well, you say that. I don't know. I was sitting down. You just were going for my back. What's sexy about your back? Um, and your parents were cheering him on. 
They were laughing. Wow. Dirty that old explains blue. a lot. That explains Dirty a lot. Dirty old blue. No. <laughs> it's horrible, isn't it, when you're a kid and you realise that dogs are dirty? Oh, I've, I, honestly, I hate dogs. They should all have their balls chopped off and their wombs cut out. That's that's what happens. Is it their wombs? Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, that's what happens. They can do it keyhole surgery now. So Can they? Yeah, yeah, they can. Well, it, like a ship in a bottle reverse. Yeah, as soon as their sexual organs are removed, and come and talk to me about dogs. Until, if only there was a way to breed them without their sexual organs intact. Like, you make seedless grapes. Yes. If they could make um, dogs without genitals... Mm. Um, and um reproduction reproductive how would you organs. you'd have to release the urine somehow maybe a plug you could pull out um what are you talking about if they've got no genitals well, what are they going to do a wee a dick. that's a genital it's not a, ge- a dick isn't a genital a ball is a genital a dick, dick is, is not a, big... a genital dick is a class a genital For goodness sakes woman you don't know anything about of course about... it is you don't know anything about biology a penis is not a genital of course it is right so when people have been ca- when men are castrated, they can't pee. You're saying no genitals. That would you include to I me meant. no penis. You meant the, the uh, you knew what I meant. I didn't. Why are you? Why? <laughs> why are you? That's the question. The question ends there. Why are you? Because I am. Exactly, and you don't know it, guys. It sounded like a dumb argument between two idiots, but that last One. thirty seconds. Okay, that last thirty seconds was actually really deep philosophy it was it was actually it was um oh oh that's what i meant to do the whole show about i forgot horny moths genitals there we go have they got genitals i wonder let me just they google that they must have moth no i bet the um i bet the females just spits up the eggs and the man just um spits on the eggs <gasps> giant sex crazed moths are swarming around parts of the UK looking for a mate. Terrified social media users have been sharing pictures of the huge beasts and they are the stuff of nightmares. The behemoths, that's good, that's clever, have been roused (laughs) by the recent heatwave and die as soon as they have mated. Oh. They know what's good for them. Experts say the moths made an, make an appearance to breed at this time of year, explaining the flurry of sightings. Julie Jones spotted a mammoth moth as big as her hand in Birkenhead, Merseyside. What have you just seen? A moth's penis? They're not. They're, but, like, they're like butt dusters. But look. What is, what is that? Come in, Paul. Come Th- in. That's what they use, like these kind of... What I is that? They were. Pre- I don't know, know what you come into. Show it. Show that again. This is our moth mate, right? I don't. This is well, one of many positions. Watch this. He presses the moth's chest, and that pops out. What is that? That's that's a meme. What is <laughs> that? That's an effect. That's not real. <laughs> it's what is, real. is that? Not real. Is that the male or the female? Male. <laughs> male. Has he got two? All the better for catching with. I, I mean, I've had some big weekends, but not like that. <laughs> nature is 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 the most disgusting thing. I hate nature. I really. It's horrible. It, when it you realise. Have you seen a duck's penis? 
Thankfully, no. <gasps> Don't look. <laughs> you Google a duck's no. penis while he tells us no. what Tosh he's got It'll on his ruin show. Your life. On the show tonight, we're, we're celebrating the wonderful world of nature. We're talking koala bears. Oh. We're talking the saiga antelope. You know, in the 1990s, there were a million of them yep. in Kazakhstan. They're now yep. down to 50,000. Oh, yeah, Terrifying. Yeah, yeah. They're probably dirty devils on their own right. Yeah. But, you know, we need to say them. And also, we're talking to a top man, Graham Hoyland. He's a documentary maker. He was the 15th Brit to conquer Everest. He's written the definitive book on his search for the Yeti. So wow. he joins us after three o'clock. I'm right. looking forward to that. And I've got a treat for you. Maybe on tomorrow's show, you might want to read the back of that. I love it when you see something so optimistic. It was something you could buy at filling stations. You yeah. could join a tape library and swap them whenever you wanted. And it says, Forty swap it any time. So you can go back and swap it any time. 40 Towers cassette. Tape drive. Congratulations. The purchase of this audio cassette gives you full access to the tape drive library. It's yours for you to keep for as long as you wish. However, if you would like to listen to other great titles from the BBC collection, you may do so by exchanging this tape in its original packaging, for another one of your choice at any participating service station for one ninety nine, There are no time limits. You, you, We're, in business. The... We're in business. <laughs> so you may exchange tape drive cassettes whenever you wish. This is great. I think great, I've got then. one of those. Sorry? <laughs> I think I've got one of those. Well, you can exchange it. <laughs> Only with me, though. I'm not with Ian. That's yours. Oh, okay, he's a, I, I love it. Paul, Paul Briggs is junk for me and gives it to me. I love it. And I, and I, I lap it up gratefully. There's a duck, sir. Oh dear! No, see, it's a is that a certain type of Mandarin duck or something foreign? I don't think the British duck looks like that. They all look like that. Do they? Yeah. There's a don't you, he doesn't want to see a duck penis. Of course, you're, you're you're now trolling him in person. Hello, <laughs> that's really un- icky. <laughs> I will never throw bread at those guys again. <laughs> so all all of that and. More. And more. And, you know, I've got a ten and a half stone St. Bernard rescue dog. Yeah. Who has been done. New oh, to. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he got close to a duck about three weeks ago. Deeply embarrassing. I was walking by the Grand Union Canal, Bridge Canal, yeah. right, right along the side, and he stopped and he started looking in the water. Now, I've come out, I've got the shorts on, hot duck, I have a crafty pint on the way back, yeah. lovely pub on the side. Beautiful. Koi Cup. He looked and he looked, and I think his reflection hypnotised himself, and he went head over <gasps> tail into the canal. Oh, wow. I, I had the fast, I threw my phone out of the pocket, jumped in, of course, you sink up to your knees yeah, and yeah. ooze and filth. Hiked him out, got him outside. He then shook all over me, stank. Nope, I still don't know why he just fell in the canal. Wow. Just toppled in. Wow. Oh, was... and you went in after him. How I had no option. You? Oh, but mind you, because he weighs ten and a half stone, lifted it, and there's people in kind of luxury apartments on the other side laughing hysterically at my butt. Oh, of course oh, they were. Oh, man. I, I'm surprised it's not been on social media already. <laughs> All of that in is fact, coming I, up. I slightly twisted my neck. I might need a brace. <laughs> <laughs> Got one in the boot in the car. <laughs> All of that is coming up after one. We'll be back tonight at ten. Until then, from us, ta-ta! <laughs>